crap. They're evil. Set signs of evil. That's like saying you can out-act the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. I buy that for a dollar. Make movies where they say, make my day. I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Baby, Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna. Welcome to the show. Yay. Yay. Thanks, that's, that's the best we could do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Round table show. Hey, if you could draw anything for Big Two, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSN. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's episode of the Roundtable Show. We are live tonight, and this is going to be an amazing episode. It's all about a great, great celebration. And with me tonight is the Jackal. So here we are. Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? A moment of silence for Carrie Fisher. How long actually is a moment? Can we talk now? That's, that's, a, yeah, that's a long moment. That's it, it a long depends, moment. It depends on it depends on the radio on the radio because if it lo- it goes too long, it becomes dead air. Exactly, yeah, but but it, it's an important you know moment of, of silence because uh, she meant a whole lot to uh, the Star Wars universe. And I was watching the celebration clips earlier, and uh, I saw the tribute to her by Mark Hamill, and it was just beautiful, man. It it was touching to uh, you know spend that time with uh, one of the guys who knew her the best from the seventies. You know, Mark Hamill knew her really really well. They dated a little bit on and off, and uh, he was talking about like their past and how he had fallen in love with her when they were on the set, which is kind of weird because they played twin brother and sister, but. Uh, Apparently there was a little romance there, and uh, if you guys haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Yeah, but they didn't know that at first. See, they didn't know well, that at first, though. Right, exactly. But it's just ironic that that's how it ended up, you know. But uh, it was a great panel. Uh, you know, We're going to talk all about that later on here on the show. we got a lot of news, but mostly it's going to be centered towards Celebration, where we saw the trailer hit this weekend. Guys, I know you guys saw it, and uh, what an amazing trailer. We're going to go and give our reactions in a minute here. Uh, also, the Thor Ragnarok trailer is out, and we've all seen it, right, guys? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Guardians cool. of the Galaxy yeah. Part 3, you mean? But, yeah. It, it it, it, we'll, like. we'll get we'll get there. We'll keep, keep that thought. We'll get there because I had a similar thought. But uh, we have that to talk about. We have, uh, of course, our top ten list of the evening, which is top ten movies that we loved that others hated. And uh, we're going to go over that at the end of the hour. And, uh, of course... Our top ten box office results for the weekend, and uh, kicking off uh, the you know the celebration this week. Uh, let's talk about the trailer first, shall we, gentlemen? Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first and give their two cents on the uh, amazing trailer? Uh, Zod, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Go for it. I thought it. I thought it was one of the best Star Wars trailers that they've ever that they've ever done. Let me just say that right off the bat. It was, it was very, very compelling. It makes you really, really want to see what this movie is going to be. It's, it, it's very deeply layered. I, you know, I have to say that it, it's sort, it's sort of one of those things, one of those kinds of trailers where I, it, I could have, I almost felt like for a few moments, I kind of felt like it wasn't a Star Wars trailer, because after I got done watching it, I thought, my God, that's a lot of heavy drama for Star Wars. But honestly, it look it looks fantastic. I, you know, I really can't wait to see the film. Um, 
And I don't really, I don't really know what to say about it other than the fact that it's awesome. And if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. Mr. Justice himself, what do you thought of the trailer? What's your, what's your uh, input on this trailer? Okay. Um, I'm not the person to ask about trailers because um, once I figured out that they were using, not on this movie, but just since the beginning, when they started using cutting room floor stuff just to promote the trailer, I stopped caring about trailers in movies. Because um, half of the stuff that you're selling me with, uh, I'm not going to see it. You're just selling me so I can go see it. So I didn't, I, I've never liked that part of trailers. Not saying that all trailers do it, but a lot of them have fucking shit that's in, like, in the Rogue in One the did it for floor. sure. Yeah, yep, and even the Force Awakens also. Yeah, Force Awakens. Did. Yeah, and, remember and, that? And remember that iconic waiting. shot? Remember that iconic shot? Sorry to cut you off, but that shot of Kylo Ren where he's like or he's uh, turning on the lightsaber for the first time in yep. the woods in the trailer. That didn't end up in the movie. That was an iconic no. scene. I mean, that that was beautifully yeah. shot. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not the person that you should ask about trailers. Now, am I going to watch the movie? You can bet you're happy. Yes, I'm going to drag my ass to the damn movie. I don't care who's with me, and I'm going to go watch it. And I will enjoy it. The trailer, it looks nice, very well shot. I like the the way they edited it. The cutting uh-huh. is fine. It, it looks dark. It looks like yeah, like you're gonna watch the end of something. Right. Like someone is going to get it in this movie. That's it, it, they're just telling you that. And I want to see it because of that. But the trailer itself, I just rather see the movie and see what ends up in it instead of going by what I saw in the trailer. All right, there that's you go, my Johnny. take on it. Um. Well, I'm going to just start off and say that it's no Rogue One. It looks cool. I mean, like, these Star Wars trailers keep getting better and better. They're, like, they're almost looking as awesome as, like, Star Trek movies. <laughs> but um, I, I, the trailer first started, I thought it was boring at first. Like, I, the shots were beautiful. I liked the island. But about, I don't know, a bit into it, it really picked up and it really got badass. Um, I'm really looking forward to it um who directed this one by the way i never actually looked up who's ryan johnson it. he uh directed the uh uh what was the movie the jurassic world wasn't it yeah um yep. yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah yeah jurassic world that's the one but i mean it, it looks good i love force awakens i thought it was great i want to see what happens afterwards and this looks like it's going to be a really good follow-up i hope maybe they bring a little of rogue one's brutality to this one that would be mm. neat but that's about it you know it's fucking star wars hell yeah bro yeah i'm gonna piggyback a little bit off of uh, what uh, jason here said because uh i kind of like understand where he's going now where he hates the cutting room uh, footage they use and and uh they don't use it in the film itself and and while I, that bugs me a little bit at the same time it doesn't really like bug me as much i think it bugs you because it makes the experience of watching the movie uh fresh and and it feels like it's something new that you haven't seen yet one thing i hate when is when trailers give you everything you know like beat by beat like the entire film after watching two or three of the trailers like for example batman versus superman we all knew what was going to happen at the end of that movie we all knew exactly what was going to you know be the the end result of like you know the battle between yeah. Batman and Superman, as and soon how as, as soon as soon as the second trailer came out and they showed yeah, the Doomsday, you knew that they weren't going to fight each other for too right. long in the movie. It, you know, and that ruined the movie for me. Not only that, just seeing Doomsday ruined it for me because uh, you know th- that's a character that you want to surprise some you know people with. You don't want to just show it in the trailer and they shoved it in there, uh, which they shouldn't have. Uh, so I actually I appreciate you know that as a as a fan that they're showing me stuff that might not even end up in the movie, but it's just meant to like get me excited because it's a different angle of a certain scene. Uh, like I said earlier, when they when uh, Kylo Ren ignites that lightsaber in a, in a Force Awakens, yeah, we didn't get that shot, but we got a slightly different angle of that shot. 
that that was cool. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, but I thought that was neat to to add, you know, a different angle or perspective from a, a very iconic looking scenery and iconic looking shot as it was. Um, there's a couple things in this trailer that I really liked. A couple things I didn't like, but overall I thought it was very epic in the, the scope of the of the whole thing. Uh, some of the things I didn't like was uh, some of the beats were very similar to the Force Awakens trailer. Like the beginning, you have in the Force Awakens, you have Finn jumping out of the. Uh, the, the dunes, the sand dunes, right? He's like all sweating and he's out of breath and whatnot. Here you start with Ray and she's out of breath and she's sweating. Same, you know, same kind of feel. Uh, you, you know, there's a couple of shots that are very similar. Like you have the uh, shot with Luke kneeling down next to uh, R2-D2. Uh, that's also like a different angle shot, I, I believe, from the uh, one in The Force Awakens that you see with uh, Luke putting his hand on R2-D2, which is more of a close-up shot. I think that's just a mirror shot of that. Um, there's some stuff in here that is very deceptive, I believe, also in, in the nature of the way it was cut together. Uh, for example, the very nature of Luke telling uh, Ray, I believe is who he's talking to, obviously, uh, that the Jedi needs, need to end. I think that's a very deceptive line. I think people are going to, like, piggyback on that. In fact, I did a trailer reaction video, and I spoke all about that, uh, where I think people are going to piggyback on that on the internet and use it as, oh, you know, this is, uh, you know, the end of the Jedi's, this is Luke saying there's not going to be any more Jedi's, and that's it, the Jedi's need to end, and, you know, this movie's going to destroy all the Jedi. I don't think it's going to be that at all. I think this is Luke, at first, not wanting to train her, and telling her that he's not going to train her because the Jedi's need to end because of all the, you know, the, the problems that he went through training the last couple of Jedi's. Old. Too old to be training, training. exactly. So, I mean, I think there's going to be a a little bit of that early on where he's not going to want to train her, and she has kind of like almost beg for it, and then he'll see that she really wants... You know, to uh, to train, and if he doesn't train her, she's going to go off and fight this fight, and she's going to end up getting herself killed because she's not properly trained. And maybe at this point, he already knows that maybe she's his daughter or something like that. Even though I saw a spoiler, by the way, I saw a spoiler image of her in an interview and Finn in an interview, and they put the names of the characters in the uh, in, you know in the interview, and they put hers as Ray Kenobi. And Finn was Finn Windu. So, I don't know if the, maybe they messed up and they gave us a, a spoiler there, but, you know, their names have never been revealed with all the last that is name. All, all that kind of stuff is always so, intentional, though, to throw people off. I don't know if it yeah. is or not, but, you know, my theory has been for a long time that she is a Kenobi one way or the other. I think she's a granddaughter of Obi-Wan. My theory was that she was a granddaughter of Obi-Wan and also the daughter of Luke. That, you know, Luke met Obi-Wan's daughter and they had... Ray, and that's that's been my theory from the beginning. Uh, I, I hope that's what ends up happening. But uh, either way, there's a lot of like similar beats, a lot of similar things that we saw in the Force Awakens trailers, which was cool. I mean, I understand these trailers are trying to mirror each other in a way because it's a continuation of the storyline, and you want to see it like kind of look similar and have the effects feel similar and recapture back that world that you know we saw a year ago. So in, in that sense, it didn't bother me, and. The fact that some of this footage might not be in the actual film doesn't really bother me as much because, again, yeah. once I watch the movie, it's going to feel like I'm watching something brand new that I've never seen, and I appreciate that. And that's something that J.J. Abrams started. I'm glad that Ryan Johnson has continued that. And uh, I think Colin Fer- uh, Trevorrow, I think, is the next director doing Episode Nine. Uh, I hope that he does the same thing with his trailer. And, look, it goes back to the conversation they had with um, uh, Adam Driver a few months ago. Uh, with, in an interview, he said that he wished that they didn't show any trailers at all for this movie because it's so great that he wants the audiences to see it with a fresh mind and with not knowing anything and I think that you know doing this 
cutting, you know, these scenes that are not even going to end up in the movie into a, a film like this is actually a, a good thing because it almost gives you what Adam Driver, you know, was talking about, going in with a fresh, open mind and just watching the movie for what it is and enjoying and being captured back into this world. While, you know, the trailers are meant to tease anyway, so these, you know, images, this footage that we get is teasing us and, and capturing us to want to see this movie. And it doesn't matter either way, I mean, whether there's a trailer out or not. Uh, come December 15th, I'm going to be in the theaters uh, waiting to see this movie uh, with people, without people, it doesn't matter. I'm going to see this film regardless many times over because I'm super excited and uh, I'm super hyped for this film. This is my number one most excited film of the year, so or most hyped movie for the year. So uh, that's my comment on uh, The Force Awakens sequel. Not to cut you guys off, but just as a correction, uh, Ryan Johnson, the movie that the movie that he's known for that he directed was he directed Looper in 2012. The uh, one that directed Colin uh, Travel is the one Jurassic World, correct? Yeah, Jurassic yeah. World, and he's that's directing the next Star Wars movie yeah, episode. Uh, that's what it was, yeah. And yeah, Looper with uh, Bruce Willis, of course. And, right. Yeah. And Joe Gordon. It's funny because he directed right. a movie. I, I'm looking here. He directed a movie in 1996 called Evil Demon Goofball from Hell. So hey, that makes you ready for Star Wars, right there. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, he also directed Brick from 2005, which was a very good film. Oh yeah, no, that's actually the film that made me a Joe Gordon Levitt fan. So hell yeah. But I'll tell you one thing though, Jackal. You said a joke earlier about how um, episode 9's teaser is going to start with Poe breathing heavy. I didn't yep. understand what you meant until your little rundown, and now, now I totally get that joke. It's pretty funny. I, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that would be the, the best way to start the next trailer, just have the very first shot is Poe breathing heavy. Now you have all three of the main cast members in the beginning of a trailer breathing heavy. That that thing, that would be very clever if they do that for the next trailer. So They probably um, will. Yeah, probably <laughs> Well, and, I'm just, I'm thing, just happy. I'm just happy. Poe is back in this thing. I'm happy that they, they brought him back. Cause I love that character, Poe Dameron. So, yeah, no, well, he's, they, they're his... saying that they're saying that Poe has a uh, Poe has a connection to Luke in some way. Well, we'll see. That's what some of the rumors are that there's a there's a connection. Um, there was a story that came out that kind of connects connects Luke to Poe and uh, Poe's family. Is and that in his, the, is that in his comic? Is that in the Poe yeah. comic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get the trade for that. Um, it's a big hit. He's a, he's a, he's, his character's gone over well. Like, I think the only way that they would have done more sequels without him is if Oscar Isaacs bailed for some reason or another, which I don't yep. see happening. He, he, he loves the role. Um, ever since Jar Jar, um, let his uncle be an extra in the movie and stuff, he's just been fanatical about working on these films, so. Well, not only that, he was um, a, he was a fan before that. And by the way, uh, Zod, I think you're talking about the connection is that his parents, Conceived Poe Dameron the night of, of Return of the Jedi after the events of the Battle of, uh, of Endor. Um, like when they were celebrating, remember the celebration? Well, that ha- the yeah, of- that happened in, um, that happened in the, uh, uh, the Shattered Empire comics. Yeah. yeah they should make know. him, they should make him Wedge Antilles' kid. That would be awesome. Wedge never Yeah, but he, he has a name Dameron, so how does it, what happened to Antilles? Or Wedge? Well, Wedge doesn't get any love anymore because of the, because of the actor. Turn, the actor turning down the opportunity to be in Force Awakens, saying yeah. that he would be bored. That's why they. That's why they haven't done anything with Wedge because he was uh. supposed to be in Force Awakens. But back to the cutting room floor thing. Um, mm-hmm. at using that footage, I, I don't really. Ma- think it matters because when i watched rogue one i wasn't sitting there like i know after i watched a lot of people like i'm so mad because stuff in the trailer wasn't in it i didn't even i didn't even pay attention i didn't know people had to make these comparative videos and shit and i was just like what are you guys crying about the fucking movie still came out awesome Uh, like 
how, how would having these things you saw in the trailer make the movie any better than it was? Because it's already like the best Star Wars movie it's, besides Empire. It's not, it's not. It's not that. that I'm not talking about the movie's better. I'm talking, I'm, not, I'm talking about goofballs on Facebook. But oh, I, I know, I know. I, it's not that the movie will be better with it. It's like if I'm gonna go to the show, right? And they say it's gonna be freaking teen idols, rancid, uh, bouncing souls, and I get there and it's fucking no effects, less than Jake, and then one of the bands that you actually said was gonna be there, and rancid is there, and I'm like, okay, where are the other bands that I was supposed to watch? You got me here because you said this was here. It's that principle. It's not that the movie was gonna be better. I'll watch it anyway. It's just don't sell me on stuff that you're not gonna show. Well, that's, well that's the, one of the main one of the main things they didn't show was the shot with uh, Jenner so walking towards the platform, and you see the uh, the Tie Fighter like cropping up, about to like blow her away. I mean, that was missing in the uh, the final cut of the movie. One thing, you know, when it's something like that, I kind of agree that maybe that shouldn't end up in the trailer. It's not going to be in the movie because that's such a pivotal pivotal scene where you know you have this Tie Fighter uh, about to like you know literally kill her, and uh, you know when you see yeah, that, in the that trailer, that really. Of the- that's a lot of hype. Was. Right. That was all part of that alternate ending where they were all supposed to have lived. Man, I wish they yeah. would have with that alternate ending. Yeah, they should do that. But yeah. I guess Disney mandated that they didn't use that kind of ending and they didn't keep those characters alive because you never hear from or, from them or see them again throughout any of the other films. So, Yeah, but you know what? There's ways around that kind of um, problem. Uh, one easy way is to say, you know, these people are all well, in their own adventure. Well, I don't think Kanan yeah. and Ezra are going to be gone, are going to be dead by the time Ezra, uh, Rebels is over, because you know that you don't see or hear from neither one of them neither, so you know they're going to be gone. I yeah. will so, lament well, Kanan, but Ezra, Ezra can kick the bucket right now, as far as I'm concerned. I hate that character. <laughs> He's so annoying, man. The show Ezra would be Miller. brilliant. It doesn't even have anything to do with the Ezra Miller tie-in. The character, I mean, he just doesn't get it. He's worse than Jon Snow on Game of Thrones. He's just, oh, I want to slap him so hard when I watch He's like another Luke Skywalker type of character. No, he is not. Luke Skywalker got it. Luke Skywalker learned. Luke Skywalker wasn't a hemorrhoid 24-7 like Ezra is on Rebels, bro. (laughs) He's not a hemorrhoid. He might be a mole on the the butt cheek, you know, but not a hemorrhoid. He's a hemi, man. He's a big, fucking, bulging, flared-up hemi. Yeah, you too much of a hater. I I love the show. I just wish that we had a better like main character that we're supposed to root for. I mean, they put every bad trope well, you, you can do, on a on a student. So you can root for you can root for Grand Admiral Thrawn. There, there you, you go. go. Now, see, I'm a Sabine fanboy. I, I, well, there you I go. Like root Sabine. for Sabine. I do, but she's going to die too. Sabine, no, Sabine survives. She's going to be around. For future for future stuff that they're doing. Hell yeah! I can't wait to see her in live action. They better get somebody really hot. Which, by the way, that's why they didn't really show anything of the rebels in Rogue One. They just show you the ship no, they real quick. The ghost. They that's the it. Ghost. Yeah, but but they don't show you the crew because they don't want to spoil what happens to the crew and who's yeah, in the yeah, ghost at that point. So the only one we know for sure who's there, who was there during Rogue One, was Hera. That's the yep. only one that they that they confirmed. Yep, that's it. So you know that's that's. A good thing because at least you know the uh, next season of uh, Rebels is going to have a little bit of hype to it because it is the last season. So how would they end the show? Like how will be? I don't you know, the last Did you guys see the trailer for the next season of Rebels? It looks kind of anticlimactic compared to the right previous seasons that they did, though. To be honest with you, like they're like they're going out of the, their way not to really show you anything. 
Well, maybe well, they'll hold me back a little bit, like Jackal just got done saying, it's going to be a pivotal final scene they, season. They're not going to show you yeah, the stuff that's they're going to. They're, they're not going to show you anything that alludes to maybe Ezra going to the dark side or Kanan getting murdered or any of that stuff. They're going to show you like, okay, you know, some of the goofy antics because that's another p- good part of the show is they keep that up. There's the drama and then there's the antics that the characters get up to, and it, yep. that's what keeps it so very Star Wars. And that's why I like that show better than any of the other Star Wars cartoons that they've done so far it really captures the spirit and the new trailer it's a lot like the trailer for um now was uh, that the, dash rendar was that dash rendar in the trailer that was the one new character i thought they showed they showed kind of they didn't they say who it was but i thought I, I think it might be like a new I could rendering swear of that them. i could swear that's dash rendar and i think if they're going with dash rendar that's awesome because that's going to be able to set up some stories that they can tell in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi with whatever they decide to do. And bring uh, back and Shadows of the Empire comics, hell yeah, right, man. Right, right, exactly. Now, with this being the last season, though, of Rebels, I mean, what's uh, going to come after this? you think they're going to do another show? Or they said they're going to do another, sh- another show. Another, there's going to be another cartoon series of some type. I wonder whether they just continue Rebels for another season or two. Yeah, with the, with the um, characters that live, why not? Right. Have yeah. them well, from what I from what I was reading, they said that they're gonna that the last episode, couple episodes of of Rebels is going to be like a Rebels retelling of the Battle of Scarif. Oh wow! From Rogue yeah. One. Yeah, Damn, cool. man, that's yeah. gonna be yeah. Bad it makes ass, sense. Bro. It'll show that it'll show their you know their anger, their view of what happened. I hope Ezra gets so. smoked by the Death Star laser just like um Probably won't happen. So Probably awesome. won't happen. I want to see, actually, going into this season, I want to see what happens uh, with Agent Callus after uh, he last turned. Night, so. Last night, I had a chance to read some of the Grand Admiral, the new Grand Admiral Thrawn novel, and it is uh-huh. phenomenal. I've read the first three chapters. It's amazing. Okay. I, I highly recommend it already. Okay. So I have to check it out. Very nice. Yeah. I'll put that, I'll put that on my bucket list. Fiction. It's just called Thrawn, and it's written by... Uh, by Timothy Zahn, the guy, the guy. No, it's by Timothy Zahn, the guy that wrote the, yeah, the Shadows wrote of yeah, the Empire yeah. and all, all the Heard big, you know, the real big, uh, big popular uh, tr- novels in the nineties. The extended universe stuff, cool. Yeah, yeah they, even, they even brought him. They brought him back when they were doing um, Thrawn on, on Rebels. They actually brought him in and made sure that he was okay he with created the character. that character. Of course, yeah, that's why they brought him in. They, they, they wanted him to be happy with the way they created the character on the show and make sure that he was cool with like the way he sounded, the way he moved, the way he acted. Like he had to like sign off on it because they felt that his input was as important as anybody else's because that was his character that he created. It's like you know bringing George Lucas in to just okay you know certain characterizations of characters, and that's cool if they do that. It's cool that they did that it was also with uh, with him, and they brought him in for uh, for. Thrawn, which was awesome, dude. They brought they have an actual had an actual scene in there, and where they actually had somebody talking to Thrawn, and Thrawn was like, "You met Luke Skywalker," and Thrawn was like, <laughs> and Thrawn was like, "It was interesting," and the and the and the guy's like, well, "What do you mean it's interesting? That's all you're going to tell me? I'll tell you that story at a later time." And it was really cool because it alludes to stuff that happened in the. In the th- in the Thrawn novels that are no longer in continuity, but it just alludes to the fact that they did cross paths. And it's oh. going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see how it all ties together. You well, know, not not, not all the old extended universe stuff. 
stuff's been written out. A lot of the stuff that they brought over for the Star Wars Legends stuff, it gets mentioned every now and then, like in some of the other um, Marvel DC, um, Marvel Star Wars comics. So I, I think that they're going to introduce a lot more of that stuff as they're gonna time try, goes on. They're going to try, but it's going to be difficult. There's, there's, there's such a there's such a okay. fan affinity for it, man. There's too many people that are connected to it. Uh... Right, Hello? right. So, right. So it'll be nice to uh-huh. see where they, how they, how they reconcile some of this stuff, like you, you know, with those novels. Because, like, if they made Star Wars movies in the 1990s, those Thrawn novels probably would have been the movies they would have made. Right. If they were doing sequels. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Which, in a sense, uh, you know, it's a shame that they didn't really uh, go that route. But in a sense, it's a good, it's a good thing they didn't go that route because we get to, we get to see something brand new. Which, again, going back to uh, the cutting room floor stuff, it would have been kind of weird to just see movies based on books that we could just go out and read. You know, like they've been around for twenty sure. years. Exactly. So. That's true. And now seeing these characters adapted and, like you pointed out, brought into new content right. and done in a fresh way, and then, and then of course, with bringing you know bringing people on board, like bringing uh, Timothy Zane on board to say, okay, this is okay. What we're what we're doing right. with Thrawn? It's amazing. Yeah, that's what that's what they should have done. I, I wonder if the story arc of Thrawn is going to continue forward, so he is still alive after the events of the Jedi, and maybe some of the stuff that you know he. Maybe, might be able to show up for the First Order somehow in the next I would episodes. think so. I would think so. Yeah, why not? Because his best stories take place after Return right. of the Jedi. That's when he's introduced to us anyway, if we go back to the old stories. Right. And he's not a human being. doesn't mean that, you know, that just because it's so far removed from the Rebels that he has to look old or ancient. No, he can still look the well, same. He doesn't have to look any species. different, really. Yeah, his species could age very slowly, so I mean, he could still look about the same. They even he, say that they even say that his species ages really slow in the go. novel. It's, it's just like he looks so he looks the same in the beginning of the novel when he's found as he does like in Rebels and later on throughout. And um, it's just it, he's the perfect character to use in the future for yep. for uh, for a Star Wars villain if they want to if they want to go that far. But we'll see. Do you, th- do you think he'll be as scary as Krennic if they do bring him in? Krennic yeah. is pretty much. It. <laughs> It'll be real creepy. Yeah. You know, which is funny because Krennic has not showed up on Rebels or in anything else other than the movie um, Rogue One. He probably will this season because we're getting so. closer. We're getting close to the end with Rebels, so we probably yep. will see Krennic. That'd and be interesting. He, you know, and the, the now you've been playing Battlefront on uh, PlayStation Four, right, Jackal? A little uh, bit, but I haven't had a whole lot of time to play. Also, games so you haven't that. gotten into the so you haven't gotten into the Rogue One missions where you no, actually, not yet, no, because all that's in there. Because by the way, that the trailer for the Battlefront Two game looks uh-huh. fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm in the binder without being able to play it for a few months. <laughs> just be there. <laughs> it looks amazing. It looks epic. It looked almost as good as the Last Jedi trailer. To be honest with you, that's how incredible it looks. Really good. It's got like a good little story going with it. Now, not only that, with the way video games are looking these days, I mean, they can rival some of these big budget movies uh, when it comes to the special effects. I mean, yeah, the humans sort of look photorealistic as much, but the background scenes, the, the way the action looks, and ah, some it's of these getting things, there. It's about on oh. par. It's about on par with at least how, about yeah. how Rebel looks. So and the, the only problem they have is with the mouth movements. The mouth still moves a little too unnatural in video games, but that's about the only big problem I see with that. That's going like, to change as budgets. time goes on, too. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, the future would, is um, bright. 
I would uh, absolutely pay money to watch a movie made on um, on the video game Force Unleashed. I hear I will you. Pay I've money. Been, I've I will pay money. I've been saying that. that for I've been saying that for years. That'd be one of the best movies they could ever make. I would freaking watch the hell out of that because I play that. I still play that game. That's that a great game. game. Awesome. awesome. Both games are great. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a good things. chance there might be a live action movie on the Force Unleashed or something similar to that. Uh, down the road after episode nine, I think they're going to take a five year hiatus from episodes. They'll start another trilogy, I think, after that. But in between that, they're going to have a bunch of spin-off movies, TV shows, and all kinds of stuff that takes place to kind of like keep you, in you know, in, in, into Star Wars and waiting for the next trilogy. But um, you know, there's a good chance of that. I want to see Knights of the Old Republic myself. Pow, really pow. Yeah. That'd be a great yeah. TV show. That would be a great TV show. They could do that for about twelve seasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easily. Yeah, they absolutely can. They absolutely can, man. And, yeah, I've, and I've heard rumblings. Crazy. I've heard rumblings, by the way, of a Vader solo movie. What? Oh, that was coming. That was coming, yep. man. You knew that there was going to be oh, one yeah. sometime. If they're going to make a crappy Han Solo movie. You knew that there was going to be a Darth Vader one down the road. I mean, I, I've uh, heard it from more than one source, and uh, this is not only online, but an actual friend of mine who's in the industry, and he says that he uh, had heard uh, that the in, the studio is very interested. And uh, doing something with Vader in the very near future, perhaps maybe after Episode Nine, and uh, the uh, studio is interested in doing something where it's uh, just a one-shot film. You know, it's not going to be two or three parts; just one film with Vader in it. And uh, that got me not only excited, got you know me to like have goosebumps all over my body. It'll be the hunt for Kenobi. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Hey, I'm after Rogue One and seeing that final sequence with Vader. I mean, I'm all excited about anything that. that deals with Vader. And the name of Gareth Edwards, who directed Rogue One, came up as the possible director for Vader, the movie. He's also in talks to maybe do another Star Wars movie since I loved what he did with Rogue One, so uh, there's a good chance you might see him again direct a film within this universe. I hope... I wish somebody could, like, bring back the Ewoks and try to redeem them after the um, the great Ewok adventure, They're man. Like, I really like to, like, have, like, a badass... <laughs> They're all dead. After the, after, the, after the Death Star blew up, that was it for uh, Endor, man. There's no more Ewoks, bro. They're no, extinct. I don't think... They didn't destroy the uh, the moon of Endor. They didn't destroy that moon. Yeah, they had a big-ass party on it after the yeah, Death man. Star exploded. So what are you talking about? Like, Wedge and Tilly's <laughs> oh, no, and then they were all dancing around with them little fuzzy bastards. Read the Aftermath novel. Endor is... Did Dr. Did Dr. Dre write it? Because, like, I only read... Stuff called Aftermath needs to have Dr. Dre's name on it. Otherwise, I'm um, no Amen. Attention. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. If it if it Hell has to do yeah. with the, if it has to do with the Ewok Holocaust, I'm not reading it, so that's just too depressing. To Ewok Holocaust. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Who wants to see that? Really? That's they're a good horror little... movie. They should get they should get uh, the guy that directed Psycho Cop to do that. Ewok Holocaust. <laughs> Maybe the guy said Hobo, Hobo with the shotgun Ewok Holocaust It'd be awesome yeah. Coming to Netflix <laughs> I'll watch it oh, I'd watch anything with Star Wars it. in it Even if it's like a parody Or a horror version of an Ewok adventure Well this is This is a little off topic But um, it ties into Star Wars In a weird way James Gunn wants to make a Um 
Guardians of the Galaxy Hollywood, um, holiday special because as a kid he really loved the Star Wars one and he wants to make one that is like how he remembered it, not actually how the Star Wars one was. So how do you guys feel about that? Would, would that be something you guys would be down to see? I think, I think it sounds pretty it. rad. I, I mean, it'll be funny if they have Star-Lord actually come out and start singing. <laughs> Make it into a musical. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be amazing. It could it could rival La La Land. <laughs> oh man, I never saw Rocket. that movie. The sad <laughs> part is that I could, I could totally see them do that. By the way, I could totally see, especially uh, Chris Pratt. Like he would own that. And Rocket oh, Raccoon's man. dad like watching VR porn, like Chewbacca's dad was like, up in the Star Wars Holiday Special. With Zod Rider <laughs> chilling with him, watching some VR porn with Chewie's dad. Oh. Yes, VR porn. One hundred. Chewie, put that away. <laughs> happy, happy life day, indeed. And it's only it's only a good life day if you got Re- VR porn. That's reproduction. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Oh my goodness! And we're off the rails. <laughs> That's where we lose half the audience, folks. Yes. Oh, come on, away. man. It was it was my favorite part of the Star Wars holiday special, aside from the Boba Fett cartoon, was the VR porn thing with Chewie's dad. See, now that's a, really big, that's a really big re- redemption of the holiday special, the Boba Fett cartoon. It, needs, it, yeah. deserves, it deserves a proper release just simply because of that. Or at least just put the, the it on a sh- as a short on one of the DVDs because I hear that they're probably going to be putting out the original three movies on Blu-ray finally. And I've the, heard the that that's not that's still not happening because I, I believe that that was one of the uh, conditions of the sale from George Lucas. Yeah, we kind of all blew our wad with, with that uh, thinking that was going to be the big news that they were going to announce. Remember, they, they were talking about this a few weeks, a few days ago. Uh, it's big news, forty years in the making. Oh, you got it! You got it! Yeah, we're all like, <laughs> yes, they're going to re-release the original trilogy no, you it's watch on the Twitch form. Editions—that's the only way you're going to get yeah. them. The specialized editions or the silver screen edition, where they actually use the 1977 print, and yeah, you're not going to get uh, official Disney not on Blu-ray. Of them. And no, that is why George ever. Lucas sucks. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this is one another reason why I'm completely uh, digital, 100%, because at least digital, you can stream watch everything. Watch it at the library. You can watch it at that's, the library. That's right. Exactly. And, you're, and, you're, uh, and when, when your video game systems stop playing your Blu-ray discs, it doesn't matter because you're digital. Yeah, but what if your internet goes down? Yeah. Fucked. Uh, you know, you're still digital. <laughs> you're still digital because you can. Because now you can download your. See, you can download. You, you, you can download your digital stuff legally now and watch it on your devices offline. So even if your internet goes down, you'll be fine. Yeah, but I, I'm a collector. I like showing off my collection. You can't be a cool ass collector. Yeah, but if your if you, your video like, game hey, system stops playing your Blu-rays, what are you supposed about... to do? Whoa, 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 guys, guys, guys! I, I have guys. I have a regular Blu-ray player in case my Xbox One decides it doesn't want to play a Blu-ray for some fucking silly reason. I, there you go. They they sell regular Blu-ray players that don't come with video yeah, games. Yeah, but who wants to have all that extra stuff hooked up, man? I yeah, mean, I, look, talking about talking to somebody who has a wall full of Blu-ray and DVD movies. After a while, I was like, damn, I have no more space for shit. Like, 
Like literally, like half of my room is gone just from movies. Just keep right. on stacking. Just keep on stacking. That's what I do. Keep on stacking. Yeah, I'm to what point? I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna need a storage room just for like throw movies. Throw away the cases and just stick all the stuff in the in those little. No, you know, because then you seats. don't have a cool looking collection. Then you just have. Ah. True. Very true. Then you only have a silly binder for the silly movies. Uh, yeah, you can't show off the cool slip cases and stuff that you get, and you pay the ridiculous money for like the uh, boom, Target boom. only exclusive slip cases because yeah, I, I actually buy into that stupidity. But if they, I got cool slip cases. God damn it! Don't you? But see, you're you're one of those guys, Johnny. I gotta ask you, okay, man? You're one of those dudes that moves around a lot, has different, yeah, you know, from job. I mean, isn't that hard though? Because then you gotta you're moving your big, your massive Blu-ray no, no, collections and storage and stuff. No, I, I, mean, I, I have. I have a main house that I keep all my stuff at, and then okay. the stuff I pick up on the road, I, I take it and I leave it there. And then I, I, yeah, I have like a little go bag that I have the books that I'm reading at the time and stuff. And and right. and there's always comic book stores so and Best Buy. I was buys just wondering because if I was moving around a lot, I'd be I'd be going crazy with all that stuff too. Like, man, where am I going to put all this crap? I yeah. am planning on making the big move to Florida and like um, setting my home up there officially, and then okay. I'm going to move all my shit there. But for now, it's it's you all. You should just buy. Ones. You should just buy like a big Winnebago. Yeah, forget forget about having a house anymore. Just go on the road, man. And you Winnebago with all your stuff in there, your movies, I, your equipment. I, I need to have a big one, dude. Like, have you seen? That's my, what she said. My book. <laughs> I need to have what? a huge Winnebago. Thing. Oh yeah. Pow pow. What what else happened at the celebration though, Jackal? I know I was reading about a lot of really cool stuff that you wanted to bring up, and we kind of got sidetracked a little bit. But yeah, we're gonna, anything we're, else you... we want to get uh, definitely into uh, more to celebration after uh, the uh, break here in a few minutes. But uh, you know, as we uh, let off earlier in the show here, uh, the one thing that really touched me was the uh, Carrie Fisher uh, tribute with uh, Mark Hamill. That was uh, a beautiful moment and. Uh, a long tribute. I mean, he went through a, a, like a whole history with Carrie Fisher and stuff I didn't even know about. That you know, especially them dating and uh, being as close as they right. were. Right. We knew stuff. we knew that we knew that she dated uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford, but we didn't right. know that the two of them that Mark Hamill dated her. No. Yeah, yeah. He was a little scoundrel. I wonder Mark if Hamill. her and Mark Hamill <laughs> and Harrison, if they ever had a threesome. I wonder about. She was. Oh man, see what you have to go there. Yeah, why'd you have to go there? She was more like Black Widow in the, in the Avengers. Yeah, Luke and, Luke and Han at the same time. I it ain't, it ain't are, you, are you saying that the princess was a rotisserie chicken? Yes. It ain't no fun unless mom's can't get none. Pin cushion. She, she was famous for uh, what they call the minivan. That's uh, well, in her the book, front. Her oh, book, said, in her book, she says she used to sleep with a lot of Star Wars fans just because of Star Wars popularity to keep it, you know, going. She would, you know, so that was when Troy's just aren't doing it enough. Yeah, you gotta. That makes no sense. Man. Yeah, I but she wasn't exactly at her best. When she was doing this stuff, she wasn't at her best. To you know, to be honest, you know, she was looking so good. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm fully aware of her sad past. Poor girl. Yeah. I'm gonna miss the hell out of it. And, you know, they just announced uh, at celebration. Uh, they announced that uh, episode nine would not have her in the uh, film. Um, I don't know how they're gonna write her out. Um, I don't know what happens. I don't know to how I feel about but... that. It depends on how they write her out. Kylo's gonna kill her. Kylo's gonna kill both his parents. Well, well, see, that's that's the one thing that we don't know. Yeah. We don't know enough about episode eight, though, to know if she would even be necessary for episode nine. 
Well, I mean, her, she no, no, is but her the story, of the rebellion. Her story arc was very important in that they, they had said before that she was a very pivotal, uh, pivotal piece in episode nine, and she would definitely be involved with the next uh, film. Uh, you know, unfortunately, she passed, and instead of recasting her or using her as a CGI cre- recreation or something like that, uh, they're just not going to have her at all in the film, which makes me ask the question how they're going to write around because if she's such an important part and she did all her scenes for episode 8 and they're going to keep everything intact it's not like they're going to change things so I want to know what happens to her in this movie now more than ever because this is the last time we see her so you know seeing her in this film and then going to see episode 9 it's you know there has to be a reason why she's not there for the next episode so I, I, maybe, oh, yeah, they're they're gonna, then maybe they'll explain it in next in the comics maybe in comics they'll, they'll flesh out oh, what happens to the character maybe in, in episode 9 maybe we'll find out where Leia's at Maybe I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll kill her. Maybe she'll disappear in the background somewhere, and you know we just don't see her. That uh, who knows what they're going to do with her. But it's a, it's a shame that she passed away before she could film the last film in this trilogy because her character again was such an important character that I really wanted to see where they were going to go with her and finish her character story arc. Uh, remember, guys, this is all about Luke, Leia, and Han. At the end of the day, so you know Han is already gone. Leah now is, you know, the next one, uh, I believe, was... Not according to Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was teasing and trolling fans, saying he's going to be in Part 8. So I don't know if he's trolling or if he's actually going to legit be in it, man. He is. He's going to be in it in flashbacks. That's probably, yeah, that's probably uh, possible. That's possible. I mean, he's dead. I mean, there's no way he survived that fall. But, uh, oh, come on. Flashbacks, Luke, maybe. Luke lost a hand and fell down a Wookiee hole just like that and survived just fine. Hand, who knows where Carillion's hearts are placed? We don't know if it actually struck a vital organ or not. Like you guys got done saying about the blue meanie from uh, uh, Rebels, fucking Han, how do we know that he got stabbed in a vital area? How the do we planet know that blew up minutes later, him? dude. The planet blew up minutes later. From that maybe, same hole. Maybe he, maybe he got caught by a ship and like he was saved, like Luke was at, um, at the bottom of Bespin. You know, like how did they find the blue lightsaber to give to? I mean, like there's a lot. Well, of that that actually there's there's, a, there's, a, there's, a easy, no, no, there's a there's an easy way to explain the blue lightsaber. Uh, when they cut it off his hand, the whole piece went down and fell in one of those holes that went into the planet because they were on Cloud City. They were like hovering over a planet. Remember that? And they just fell through the hole. It fell through all the way down to the ground until somebody picked it up and ran with it. And they were like, "Oh look, a lightsaber!" And they just ran with it. So that's a lot easier to explain. That you know, this I, is. I need, remember, re- I need to read a link about that. I, I need proof. I, I, I'm not. I, 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 <laughs> there's holes in that story. I'm, I'm sensing some redaction. There's some redaction there, man. I don't know. I don't know. If there's redaction or there's uh, bad action or you know whatever. But. Uh, all I'm saying is that's a little bit easier to explain uh, than explaining away, you know, this scenario with Han Solo falls through this pit after being stabbed in the heart, and uh, he survives How do you know that's where his heart it. is? He's a Karelian. He's not a human being. I understand that. But either way, he was stabbed with a freaking lightsaber, and he felt it at least a thousand it, feet down. At least. A lightsaber cauterizes. It's it's pure heat. So like, even if he like lands on a ship, hu- look, even if he lands on a ship that's hovering down there waiting for him, the impact of him hitting the ship 
What are you guys him? arguing this because you believe there's an actual chance that Han Solo is alive? <laughs> no, I'm no, there's no chance. Oh, He's okay. just trolling. He's trolling me. We're trying to, to, to kill some time before break. That's all it is. This was that was Han. That was uh, Harrison Ford's condition for coming back. Right? They he, they had he wanted to kill death. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just seeing all the stuff that Jackal could come up with, man, and I'm impressed, man. I yeah. You, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was just trying to kill some time here before we go on break in a few minutes. That's all. Trying to figure it out, I'm like, well, gee, maybe they're actually pondering if he's actually alive or no, not. No, he's dead. Well, he could be. Very no, doubtful. He's a we don't no know way. His, his, we don't know his biology. Doesn't he matter. Was, he's humanoid. He he was stabbed by a lightsaber. It cauterizes on impact. It's, it's just a big hot thing. So it's not like he's going to bleed. Yeah, but the whole point of him getting stabbed there, he's getting stabbed through the heart by his son. It's metaphorical. Why would they do that if his heart's in his ass or in his thigh somewhere? Like, that would make no sense. His heart's in his ass. Like, really? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. <laughs> it's, it's a poetic way of dying. He's stabbed in the heart by his I own son. I didn't see it, like, as his son's... Okay, but... His heart's in his ass. Wait, Dad, don't move. I'm going to stab you in the ass, because you know that's where your Karelian heart is. Your heart's in your ass. And how do we know that Karelia is not Earth? But that's what they call it on that planet. We don't know because that. Because this takes place in a galaxy far, far away. If it took place near Earth, they wouldn't put that at the beginning of the goddamn film, Jackal. How do we know that Karelia is not in our star system, in our galaxy? Because this entire thing takes place in a galaxy far, far yes, away. Yes, but, but it doesn't mean that's where he was born. That just means where he's at now. Could you imagine if they make his origins somehow like, like Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, if he imagine if Han Solo was actually born on Earth in our universe. I see. I see him more like Rocket Raccoon. Like he was just that would make so much sense. And and, and not only would that make so much sense, they could even like tie in the uh, the whole Indiana Jones lookalike thing and say like they're all part of the same universe. Remember that. There's uh, even once a fan discussion of what if Indiana Jones was Han Solo uh, in the future or something like that. I don't know. You know, that's po- that's possible. Maybe yeah, just like wait, Judge. That's just how, like wait, wait, no, no Judge that's Dredd how, and Demolition Man are the same guy too. No, but yeah. that's how that's how Han Solo becomes Indiana Jones because Han Solo is killed, and when Han Solo is killed, he falls through that. He falls down and then ends up somehow ends up in in on Earth and ends up transported. He, he, tra- he traveled 88 miles an hour sliding down that uh, hole, and they had a flux capacitor with him, and he was able to... Yeah, but how did he... But how did he age him? It de-aged him. It de-aged uh-huh. him. And, he, and he ended up being Indiana Jones on Earth. He's actually Han Solo. And then he grows up to be Doc Brown. Hmm? Wow. That's heavy. Yeah. That is heavy. Mm. <laughs> 88 miles per hour. Yes. <laughs> Right down there. Yep. With that said, guys, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. We have two minutes to to kill here, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Star Wars Celebration panels, including the uh, Rebels panels and a few other panels that uh, took place this weekend. If you guys haven't watched the videos, they're all online. They're on YouTube. You can stream them all. All three days. Hours and hours and hours of Star Wars Content yeah, like six hours beautiful. each, and like the last hours, like the last day is like ten hours. So yeah. Saturday was like ten hours. It was crazy. 
beautiful 10 hours of Star Wars celebration. And uh, if you like Star Wars like we like Star Wars, maybe you guys uh, want to join in on the conversation and uh, join in on the fun. If that's the case, uh, call in 786-245-8127 is our call-in number. As always, I am the Jackal. That is on Ryder, Johnny Alpha, and Jason Justice. We'll be right back here on... What? Who said woo-woo? I said woo-woo. Alright, there you go. And, uh, <laughs> that's just, no, woo-woo's not... <laughs> Who is not, not out here with us tonight? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's not out here. But anyway, uh, Jason Justice, yeah, yeah, did uh, Crystal Storm. Shout outs to her. But uh, we'll, we'll be back with more roundtable. She, she down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store when you choose a great tasting miller light you're choosing on taste and that's the right choice not the wrong choice because right is way better than wrong you don't try to do the wrong thing wrong on brother Back off, and I don't even know you. If someone asks you if everything's all wrong, ask them to pull your finger. Ever read The Bill of Wrongs? It was written by James Battison and John Saddams. Drawing a wrong triangle? Place this protractor at 90 degrees and sit on it. What's wrong around the corner? An 8-foot ex-con named Tiny, and he wants your wallet. That's wrong up your alley, just like the drifter feeding moldy muffin stumps to his 13 hairless cats. Got a wrong hand man? I've got a cousin named Randall with clammy hands. The customer's always wrong? Well, that explains the waiter's creepy grin as I ate my toast. Two wrongs do make a wrong. Am I wrong? Wrong. So don't make the wrong choice. Make the right choice. And choose on taste. Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. At Miller Lite, we believe if you're not choosing a light beer with more taste, you need to man up, not man down. Because up is way better than down. You don't tell someone sad to cheer down. What's down, dog? A steamy pile. And you just stepped in it. Giddy down, cowboy? You must be settled on a blind three-legged jackass. Struggling to make down your mind? Let me help you. Yes, wear pants today. Looking for a down-and-coming neighborhood? Try cell block 4C. Great view with lots of bars nearby. Got a job at a start-down company? Let me guess. You slap buckets on a street corner. Getting pumped down for your big party? It's in a chat room and the only guest is Bernie, the 67-year-old retired clown. Oh, and your girlfriend's not wearing a push-down bra. It's called gravity, Isaac Nickwit. Can I be down front with you? All this down talk is bringing me down. So don't man down. Man up and choose a light beer with more taste. Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility.
The Miller Lite Home Draft gives you the great Pilsner taste of Miller Lite on draft in your fridge. And it stays fresh for up to 30 days. And fresh is a lot better than stale. You don't go outside for a breath of stale air. Catching a stale water fish? Bet it has three eyes and a hoof. Brewing a stale pot of coffee? That's one grande stinks a latte. Ah, the smell of stale cut grass. FYI, I'm knee-high in manure. Serving snacks and restalements at your party? That's a real party pooper, Padre. A stale-baked cookie? Goes great with a warm glass of shut your trap, chap. Stale squeezed OJ? Exqueeze me, but no J. If your buddy tells you he's keeping things stale, he needs to change his underpants. Need to restale your web browser? Try www.getaclue.nerd. Don't get stale with me. That's just gross. So why drink stale beer when you can have up to 30 days of fresh draft beer in your fridge? The Home Draft from Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Hi, this is LeVar Burton saying, be the designated driver the next time you go out with friends. It's a great way to make your fun time safe time. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. down and it feeds on water I walk a stone and I feel the power the hills have eyes and a common truth I doubt the stars will ever move
And we're back on the round table right here on PSN Radio. And uh, we have a few uh, other things we want to talk about when it comes to the celebration this weekend. Uh, but also we have other news on the wall of weird that we want to get to. And I know Johnny Alpha has a few different things that he wants to uh, get to us and uh, talk about. Uh, but uh, wrapping up the celebration this weekend, uh, because uh, you know this is going to be the last celebration uh, for the next couple of years. I don't know if you guys were aware of that, but they're not going to have one next year, which is kind of odd that they're not going to have one next year, especially with the Han Solo movie coming out. You would figure they'd want to do something for Celebration to really hype that movie up. Uh, but they're not doing another one, which is uh, strange, until the following year. So 2019 is the next uh, Star Wars Celebration. When and Episode have, 9 comes out. yeah, Right. But they haven't said where that's going to be. They haven't announced anything so far. So we're still kind of in the dark when it comes to that Celebration. But uh, being, being that this is the last celebration for about a year, uh, you know, what do you guys think should be the next destination for Star Wars Celebration? Now, they had this one in Orlando. The last one was in Europe. Uh, they had one in Anaheim. But what will be the next uh, place you guys want to see this uh, taken to? Seoul, Korea. Boom. That'd be, that'd be really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong-un would be, like, in every video. I don't know. I don't know where they could put it. That Russia. Moscow. Yeah. yeah, dude. Germany? Tiena- Tiananmen Square, China. Pow, pow. Mexico. Frankfurt, Me- Germany. That's fine. Mexico. Baja, Mexico. Orale. They should have it on a little island called Isla Mujeres down in Mexico. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> Isla Mujeres. By the way, we have a caller who's trying to get in. Let me get that caller, and um, it's probably going to shut you guys down, because uh, Skype is doing that crap again. Unless I can call the caller and bring him into the show. Yeah, let me try that. Sorry, caller, because um, I don't want to have to hang up on everybody here. I don't know why Skype is doing that, where now it doesn't allow me to you know, get callers. It's ridiculous. All right, let's add this guy to the group call, because he, he's calling back. He wants to get in on it. Five five one, just relax, we're gonna get you in there. Do it. Do it now. You're gonna oh, hear the go. dial tone here. Hello? Five five one, you're live on the round table. Sorry about that, we couldn't take calls for you. For some reason Skype is not allowing us to add you to the call, but you're live on the air. What's going on, buddy? Shoot. Hey man, how's it going? It's Sean from New Jersey calling. Hey Sean from Jersey, what's up, buddy? Well, I got hyped over Star Wars stuff this weekend. You and everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Now, what did you think of the trailer? Did you, uh, what did you think of that trailer? Oh, man. That trailer was dope, to be honest. Yeah, it should give me chills running down my spine. Okay, Very cool. Man. Very cool. That means they did their job for some people. That's good. Pow, pow. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the concept art from Star Wars Land? Oh, it was beautiful. I mean, I, th- I can't wait for them to, like, build this thing already. I'm like, Oh, yeah. You know, I, I live four so and a half hours, five hours away, but uh, I think I'm going to be going to Orlando, like, every other week. <laughs> hey, I got a season pass, yo. <laughs> so, uh, I've been having a season pass to, for years. Yeah, I'm going, going to summer. I'm going to summer to do the Star Wars launch bay again. That was, like, a lot of fun when I went. Oh, I can tell you stories. How come you didn't make it to the celebration this year down here in Florida? Uh, I didn't have the money to go. 
And plus, with college uh, ending soon, I had to focus on, like, finals coming up and whatnot. That's tough. Maybe they'll have it up north. And uh, where where are you calling from? I'm calling from Bayonne, New Jersey. Jersey? Uh, that's right. Maybe they'll have it up, like, in Jersey or New York in that area, you know, the next Oh, uh, I'm hoping because my family and I, we were going to heartbeat. I hope it's here in the States because I, I missed this one. I couldn't go to it because of, you know, stuff that happened here at home and I couldn't make it out. Yeah. I even though it's like five hours away, but uh, I hope it's here in the States and not outside the U.S. The next one, which is about you know, a couple years away now. Um, but I hope it's yeah. here in the States. I, I can travel out to it. The next one. I'm like, damn yeah. it. I know. So I was disappointed on that. Anaheim. And you know, it's funny because they're getting bigger. Like every celebration has gotten bigger in the last five years since the sale of Lucasfilms yeah, to uh, Disney. Uh, so I, I wonder why they would like skip a year like that because, you know, the next one's going to be even bigger considering this episode's going to, you know, be done by then. Han Solo's uh, exactly. solo flick is going to be done. It's going to be, you know, coming out. Then you have episode nine to hype up. I mean, there's so much stuff going on oh, in the next yeah. couple of years. So I mean, I'm kind of surprised they, they did that. Uh, also, with Rebels going off the air, maybe a new TV show coming on the air. I mean, there's so much stuff they can you know, continue, continue to oh, hype yeah. up. So, I mean, oh, yeah, are I you going to follow Rebels? New uh, cartoons and stuff. Yep. They didn't say what new cartoons they're making, but they, I heard um, they're doing the uh, one with the female heroes of Star Wars, which my little cousin will love. I can guarantee that. Yeah. It's funny how uh, how time changes, huh? It's funny how time changes. I remember when I was a kid, the only female hero in Star Wars was literally Princess Leia. She was like the main female uh, in Star Wars. The only the, the cool badass chick was Princess Leia. She was beautiful. She was badass. Now we have Rage and Orso. I mean, we have all these different you know badass characters. Captain Phasma, who is a female badass, and she's a bad you know character, she's a villain. And uh, you know you have of course Sabine, Hera. I mean, there's so many different female. Characters in Star Wars now, which is beautiful to see that it's including. My brother told me something interesting. What did he say? Yeah, he told me. He found out that um, apparently they're going to try to bring back Vader's secret apprentice somehow. The Galen Merrick guy. Right. Uh, And it's true because I'm wondering how is his story going to end? Because after playing the Force Unleashed 2. I was kind of confused with the two endings. I'm like, which one's the real ending? Which one is the the real guy? You know? Well, yeah, because they kept making they kept making they kept making clones out of that character. That was one of the confusing things about about it. We never knew if they killed the original or not. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because I mean, I love the character and I love playing the games, but. I just wish they gave, like, a better understanding on if he's a clone or not. Like, I'm wondering, where are all these different people coming from? <laughs> uh, well, my friends and I, we're actually working on a Star Wars video this year. Oh, no kidding. What kind of video is it? Well, we're doing a video game review, but we also add uh, skits to it. Okay. our last Star Wars video. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, we're actually uh, about done writing the scripts for it, and we're actually... Gonna be making a lot of the costumes homemade and stuff, like, like Vader's costume, the Stormtrooper nice. costume. Yeah, and we're gonna make yeah, our own lightsabers for the uh, characters. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. That's cool. Right awesome. There. When yep. you have that, when you have that yeah, uh, done and yeah. filmed, do you do let us know, man? Let's see that. Yeah, man. I'll sure. post some we'll behind the scenes uh, photos, and uh, I'll try to post a little teaser because we're actually gonna be filming it in, in November. 
Very nice. Yeah, we're taking the entire month of November to uh, film it. Awesome. Let's see on that, my friend. That's going to be awesome. Thank you. Because my friend, we posted the uh, video to our Star Wars video in the uh, Follows of the Force group like a couple weeks ago. Not sure if you saw it. Um, Because we actually did a review of the original trilogy games on the NES and the Super Nintendo. Yeah, Yeah, we went way back with those. <laughs> is that what you heard of the the show here for the follows of the force the uh, group page? Yep. Very yeah, cool. I have my buddy Thomas to it. Very cool. cool. Very cool. Glad you found hey. it. Awesome. Yeah, I got him into the franchise. Where do you when think the Cru- Force Awakens was coming out? Where do you think a Carillion's heart's placed, Sean? By the way, do you, do you, have, do you, <laughs> do you want to chime in on our? We have a Twitter we have a debate. We have a debate going. Where is a Carillion's heart? <laughs> He's like Doctor Who. He has two hearts. He just yeah. stopped one, and it's the other one's still thumping. He's got a companion. Oh, Chewie's his companion. Yeah, dude. So could be. My cousin and I were actually talking last night about the whole uh, apparent names being revealed of Ray and Finn, but I knew those were fake, to be honest. Oh, the, what I was talking about earlier, yeah, where uh, they they named her Ray Kenobi, and I was like, wait a second. I don't know how I feel about this. It feels like it's fake. I but, uh, don't think she's a Kenobi, to be honest. Because, uh, but when you, when you look at her, though, she, she has the accent. She has, look, she has the accent. She dresses similar to Obi-Wan. The way her fighting stands yes. and her style is is very similar to Obi-Wan when she uses a lightsaber. The fact that she hears Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice when the lightsaber is calling out to her and not Anakin or Luke's. The, the lightsaber is saying, these are your first steps. That's Obi-Wan. I wonder why mm-hmm. that is. You remember, Obi-Wan spent a lot of time without a lightsaber also, so maybe part of his imprint is on that saber as well. Uh, so who knows? True. Who knows? Yeah, but, um, after rewatching the uh, episode of The Clone Wars on Netflix, where uh, Darth Maul killed Obi-Wan's love life in front of him, it actually made him never want to love again after that. Yeah, but give it about and 10, 15 just, years of, you know, of uh, self-pleasing uh, yeah, pl- yourself. I think you up the uh, Obi-Wan Darth Maul you know? story, like, a couple weeks ago on Rebels. Did anybody yeah. see it? Hey, you cannot oh, yeah. love a woman and stand oh, that was awesome. with her. You can, you can totally not love a woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, after, after a few years, I think Obi-Wan, I'm sure, found himself another little uh, love interest. Oh, yeah, he was hanging Although, out at... Um, and Moss Eisley for some reason he had to know that bar and who knows it doesn't have to be a, a girl that he was with for a long time maybe it was a one night fling maybe he went to Moss Eisley got a little drunk because he was you know lonely and he met this uh, you know three armed uh, four breasted girl and he yeah, could have been on death sticks you know, he was not depressed you know maybe he was taking death sticks at the moment who knows and uh, you know one thing leads to another thing, you know? thing, um, I, wonder, I wonder where that came from because he's black. I, That's it. It's, it's, it's a black thing. Yeah, yeah he black might thing. as well have been Finn Calrissian. <laughs> At that point, yeah. That was, <laughs> that's to, you know. Because uh, didn't we just see Emperor Palpatine kill Mace Windu in episode three? Whoa, he can whoa, still, whoa! He can have kids too. You know? My my young friend, let me uh, let me school you into the new continuity. Mace Windu survived that fall, as according to even uh, George yeah. Lucas. Oh wow, George Lucas says it has to be true. New canon, and uh, in fact, even uh, the people at Lucas Films are said, "Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to put that in canon." Uh, yeah, Mace Windu actually did not die in that fall. He survives the fall. He's one of the seven Jedi's that survived, apparently. Hmm, I'm wondering how they're going to pull that off. 
Where are we going to see I'm him again? <laughs> That's what I want to know, yeah. Um, you know, once again, going back to this uh, aging thing, uh, there's, it's, not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he might show up in Episode Nine. He is dying. Samuel Samuel Jackson is dying to come back into this franchise. He's dying to be, you know, Star Wars again because he's a huge Star Wars nerd like the rest of us. So he's already let it be known that if they call him, he'll be there. And he's he went out of his way to talk to George and make sure that you know his character survives the fall. And George is like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll make it, you know. And then George kind of like I think you know let it on that uh, he survived according to you know his continuity. So whatever his continuity was for the trilogy, the prequels, the sequels. Uh, they they went with that. I mean, that, that's part of the continuity. And even the folks at Lucasfilms kind of acknowledged that. Yeah, they had that meeting, and it's cool with us that he survived and stuff. So I think they're kind of setting it up nice and slowly, so you can eventually see Mace Windu in there again. I know. He, he lost an arm, so what? You can get another arm like a like Luke got another arm. But, so but Jackal, Jackal, Finn was a clone though. How would they have been able to get like some of Mace Windu? No, no, Finn? Finn was not a clone. Finn was, was rec- taken no. from his family. Finn was exactly, he was taken from his family. So why is it, you know, out of the realm of possibility that he was taken from Mace Windu? Because then, Mace Windu is a Jedi, and how? Why would he let it, somebody kidnap his he, grandkid? He is no longer a Jedi. He's in hiding. He's a regular, you know. He could still mess stuff up. There's a lot of Jedi's that are hiding that don't let their kids get yeah, kidnapped. I'm pretty sure if they, Liam Neeson was a Jedi and his kid got kidnapped, <laughs> he would find him and he would make them pay. Cause he got and he had the skills for skill it. Set. We understand that. Yeah, yeah, he had the skills for it. But you, you got to keep in mind, though, even Keenan Jarrus falls in love with Hera in Rebels. I mean, the, the whole thing of not being able to love, I think, goes out the window when the Jedi, Jedi Order is out, you know, out the window itself. When there's no more Jedi Order, uh, you know... You can either be a stick up your ass and not, you know, have a girlfriend, or you can go and enjoy the rest of your life and have a girlfriend and get laid. And I'm pretty sure a lot of these guys were like, you know what? Uh, we're going to hiding, right? We're going to go, we got to hide ourselves. All right, let's just go create a family and pretend we're not Jedis. Oh, no, no. I that's that part of the scenes that. I actually saw from Revenge of the Sith. I'm not sure if you guys saw it. There was actually the what? two versions of Shakti's death. One was by Grievous, and one was by Anakin. Okay. Like, yeah, I was I was watching the scenes. I was like, "Why did they cut this fucking movie?" Because they wanted to use because they wanted to use because they wanted to use Shock T in 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 Rebels. I mean, not Rebels, uh, Clone Wars. Clone that's, Wars, right? Ah, that's, that's why. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I was just curious about that part. I know the Clone Wars takes place before Revenge of the Sith and uh, after Attack of the Clones. And Correct. I'm like, yeah, like, I was on YouTube, and when I saw the two deleted scenes, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and yet, the funny thing is, the Lego Girl Star Wars game, the complete saga, actually showed us Shakti's death from episode yep. three. Is that canon, by the way, those uh, Lego movies? The Lego Star I Wars think game? So, right? um, I, I think so, right? I think so, right? Not exactly, because on um, the guy kind of, no, altered a bit, bit of the scenes, so you know the levels of each game, like the part where Obi Wan's finding Grievous. It was actually Captain Cody that Commander Cody that got uh, shot, or like you know killed by Grievous in the battle with uh, Obi Wan. Is what I saw, and it also showed. I mean, what else did it show? I haven't played that game in a while, to be honest. 
I wouldn't think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Batman um, Lego movie wasn't canon to the DCEU films, and I don't think the, the nah. Lego Star well, Wars Well, God knows movie. it should be. Look at how popular it is. Yeah, no, it's actually a DCEU <laughs> movie people like, so they might as well just have Lego Batman and the Justice League movie replace Ben Affleck. I'd be fine it. with that. It'll yeah, be a better I'm Batman, yeah. Yeah, I'll just have the Lego just have the Lego Batman run around. He'd look better than Cyborg looked in the trailer, so yeah, bring it on. It looked more realistic, that's for sure, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah that's right, folks. We don't like game I, played. I played the Revenge of the Sith uh movie tying game on the Game Boy. I actually got to the end of the level. It was actually an alternate ending. Revenge of the Sith. You know, I, I, yeah, it was the, actually an alternate. The first Star it, Wars um, game. Do you guys remember what the first Star Wars game was that you played ever? Yeah, the, first, um, the Star Wars game, um, arcade game, man. Back in the eighties, you actually sat in the motherfucker and got to blow up the Death Star. <laughs> oh, I remember those. I, I remember played Rogue Squadron on the GameCube. Uh, Wing Commander on the computer. Wing Commander. <laughs> On the computer. Wing Commander, That's yes. The first one I ever played. Wing Commander from 1990. Remember is Wing yeah, Commander? Yeah. Is Wing Commander Star Wars? No, it's not Star no, Wars. No, but it's, I was going to say, so then Freddie Prince is a Star Wars character? Jeez. No, Wing dude. Commander is essentially, is, essentially, <laughs> yeah. is essentially Star Wars before Star Wars video games got good. Where Star, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, it's all it was. It's just a big old... I was just playing Battlefront recently. I was just playing oh, the uh, recent Battlefront the- game. The new one's good, man, but I like I like the third person ones for like the first Xbox and the PlayStation Two. I, yeah. I thought those games were a lot fun. The ca- you only go out to play capture the flag with them, but I, I found them more um, engrossing, and I liked all the different things you could do, like when you could fly the ships or you could like steal the um, the little speeders and stuff. I thought that, that was really groovy, and yeah. you know, there's not as much as that new one. You know, I can't wait to like, actually check out the new one. But I still haven't really like got deep into the first one yet, uh, and it's funny because I bought the PS4 particularly for that game, and uh, I, I, there's a funny story too, I went to uh, Best Buy and uh, I was looking around, and they had the sign up for the PS4 with a Darth Vader on it, and uh, I was like, do you guys have any left? And they were like, no, nah, and they're all sold out, and I was like, man, if you guys had one, I would buy it, you know, because that looks sweet, and I'm not really big into gaming anymore, but I would love to have that, just that system with Darth Vader on it, I'd be you know, pretty nice. And one of the the girls that was working there, she goes, you know, I think there's one in storage that one of the managers left for himself, but he got fired like a week ago, and it's still sitting there. And I was like, are you serious? And she was like, yeah, 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 it's up there, I'm telling you. And when they looked into the system, sure enough, there was one left in the system. She went upstairs with another one of the guys there, and they spent like 30 minutes looking for this thing. And I was like, yeah, oh, they're never going to oh, find wow. this. Yeah, they're not going to get you That's know, usually well, how long it takes, though, but that's a good sign. If they spend 30 minutes, they're going to find it, for real. Oh, they spent, think, their, yeah, they spent a good time, yeah. If they just came right out and went like, we ain't got it, man, then that means that they were going to buy it themselves and they blew you off, kid. No, I mean, it was funny because like, the, the guy had hidden it really well in the main office, and uh, I guess he really wanted to buy the thing. And that uh, was really well hidden, like a G-string up a fat ass. It was really well hidden. And uh, so they, they when they came down, man, they were sweating bullets. They were just like, you know, like tired. It looked like they were working to get this thing. And uh, they were coming down all happy, like they just, you know, like accomplished something. And I'm, I've been sitting there waiting for like 30 minutes, literally. And uh, they come down with the box, and they're like, we found it, we found it. And uh, sure enough, uh, they even gave me like a $50 like discount and everything. It was pretty neat. I got it for like 350 with, uh, with everything. Not bad. It's, uh, yeah, it's not bad oh, for wow. that system. It was 400 
originally, and I got it for three fifty. So it's not and too now bad. the and now the ultimate version of ba- the original Battlefront for PlayStation Four is nineteen ninety nine or twelve twenty six yep. on Amazon, and that's yep. has all the downloadable content and everything. So if you still haven't gotten the game, now would be the time to get it before the yep. second one. Which that's the one that came with the system, the ultimate Battlefront with everything on it included. So. With all the uh, DLC, cool, because yeah, it's a bitch to go in and download all that stuff. Yeah, here's your thing. It is funny, because I have the game, I have the system, it's been sitting there, I've been so busy, I haven't really like dug too deep into it, but every time I turn around and I play a little bit, it's it's a fun game, so I'm looking forward to getting more to it as the year progresses, and then getting the sequel, uh, which uh, the trailer looked really, really good, so uh, it's a beautiful yeah, time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I would not mind playing as Darth Maul. My one oh, friend is yeah. a huge Darth Maul geek, like... I send her a Darth Maul Sandy picture. She fangirled. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I like Darth Maul is uh, one of those characters that they completely underuse in the films. And I'm just glad that he got a second wind and got a second life in the uh, cartoons. And now we saw what, yeah, we saw what ended up happening to Darth Maul at the end of the day. But Sean, listen, uh, we got to move on. We got top 10 lists uh, to, right. to come here and uh, more news to cover. Thanks for calling in, brother. I appreciate it. Hour, so I'll, uh, Thanks for having me, guys. I'll talk to you all Oh, soon. yeah, no, man. Thanks for calling in. It was really rad oh, having, yeah, uh, thank having you, a fan. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Keep yeah, listening. Thanks, there you go, guys. And, uh, you know, again, if Skype is acting up and we can't get your calls, I will call you into the show. So just uh, call on in and we'll Skype you into uh, into the uh, show here. And you'll be live with us just like Sean there. And uh, great call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was good. Has some has yeah. some interesting stuff to say, at least. I wish he had mm-hmm. an opinion on the Carillion Heart scenario, but uh, yeah, I wish he would have come strong with something. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm still sticking to my story. It's in his ass. <laughs> you know, you're probably right, Jackal. That's he's probably. got yeah. two hearts, bro. Well, I mean, think about it. He's kind of an ass, as it is. You know, it's scruffy looking. That's so. It's sure. kind of like a. It's kind of <laughs> like a hemorrhoid, but not quite as as irritating. Right. Yeah. Right. That's Han Solo right there. Yep. It's almost like Ezra from Rebels, but not as, not as flared up. Doesn't need the Preparation H right now. Gotcha. He's a fun character, man. Leave the damn... <laughs> he is worse than Tom Holland's Spider-Man, dude. No, he isn't. He's annoying Ezra Bridget. You just don't like more... young characters. I've noticed that about you. Anyone who's like a teenage character or a young character. Like no, you I love... I love Ray. I think she's badass. If Ezra was yeah, but like she's not Ray, a young teenage character anymore. She's like at least yeah, twenty. She is. She looks like she's like fourteen years old. I know she's like nineteen, but that doesn't change the fact. Twenty, that, dude. She, I feel like a lech when I look at her and think that she's adorable. So I mean, come on, man. She doesn't look old. She looks like a teenager, and she's yeah, supposed gonna... to be playing one, right? No, she's she's playing an eighteen-year-old or twenty-year-old or something like that. You know, somewhere around that age range. Nah, I, don't. I want. I, I want to see her ID. All right, God damn it! I want. To, I want documentation. I'm not buying that. She looks. Like I want to see her multipass. <laughs> multipass, exactly. Multipass. Oh, that's getting re-released in the theaters. I can't wait. Yes, to that, man. Yes. Let's get to some. Let's get to some news, and let's let's talk about that, for example. Let's really, let's wrap up Star Wars Celebration, uh, but uh, get to the news, and we'll talk about that in a second, Johnny. But uh, Star Wars Celebration uh, has been fantastic. If you guys haven't seen it, go to YouTube after this show and check out all the video. You're going to be there for hours on hours. 
Uh, lots of really cool panels. Uh, lots of things to check out, uh, especially the Carrie Fisher uh, tribute, like I said. Uh, the uh, the Rebels uh, panel was f- phenomenal. The uh, panel also for uh, The Last Jedi was phenomenal. And seeing all these actors back there was just a beautiful moment. And uh, seeing a lot of the actors like Lando Clarizian himself was there. Billy Dee Williams uh, showed up and, uh, and seeing him on stage talking to uh, all the folks there was just a great thing. And Warwick Davis, who is like, he's become like a talk show host for these uh, celebrations every year, which is really cool. He does a little talk show type of thing on these, uh, these things. And uh, it's really cool to see him involved and of course he's right. been in like a bunch of these movies now as uh, different yeah, characters he's kind of so. like the forgotten hero of all the lucas films right because he's been in like almost every franchise the man's had and yeah willow yeah, yeah. willow really <laughs> needs that sequel like and i agree dude wants to make it and warwick davis needs to come back and run around going kaya i mean everybody needs to see that again in their life yeah. I, I need to see it i loved willow i still you might willow. be alone on that one I well no I love I actually have I actually have a um a painting of um Willow is um what's his name I always forget the little dude's name Warwick um, and Val Kil- yeah and Val Kilmer and it's signed by both of them <laughs> little dude's Matt, name <laughs> Mad yeah. Mardigan you all great so there Dude, you go, guys. I had, I love, I love that movie. I Willow may be awesome. the poor man's Lord of the Rings, but it still kicks ass, right? No, I agree. Sure. I'm not, I'm not hating on Willow. I enjoyed the movie, so that's why I sound like I hate on Willow. But uh, there you go, guys. That is our coverage of uh, Celebration 2017, and uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed the footage on YouTube as much as we did. Uh, hopefully, in the next one, we'll all get to uh, celebrate it together and maybe go out there and. Enjoy the fun in a couple of years. That's when the next one is. Sadly enough, uh, you know, we have to wait a year and a half yeah. for the next celebration. But that is what it is. Now let's move on to some news. Johnny, uh, let's kick it off with that news we were talking about there a minute ago. Yeah, the fifth Big element one. is getting yeah. re-released into theaters, which is rad because when I saw it, when it first came out, I saw it at a drive-in, and I always Kid, wanted to see it. Like at not, only is, not only is it re-released, it's 4K. See, that, that doesn't really matter too much to me. The fact oh. that I'm get to see it in, like, an actual real theater, another drive-in, is, like, really hyped. And it's coming out around the same time as Valerian, so we're going to get to see two really rad Luc Besson science fiction films in the big house, man. That's going to be rad. But think about the visuals of that movie in 4K in cinemas. I don't My even God. know what that is, all right? <laughs> that's, like, super that duper mean? duper high definition. That's, like, super quadruple high so definition. Cool. I take it you're not looking to get a 4K TV and start buying 4K Blu-ray discs. I just he's stuck, really started he, getting Blu-rays because I got so much He's stuck on, seven, so he's stuck on 720p. It's so much better. And I'm not going and buying my whole collection for a fourth fucking time in one decade. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I still have my he's, VCR. I still watch horror movies on VHS because that's how they look right in my opinion. I don't care about four zombie days, movies. Whatever yes. the hell that even means. Amen. Amen. I John. agree. I enjoy 4K. 4K is fine. It's it's, it's one fine. last. You've got a 4K it, player already. It's very clean. It's yeah, one last cash grab they could get before we everything goes digital like Zod's wet dream because that's coming. I'm not denying that it's not, but that's all 4K is for them to get you to buy one more TV and one more player before everything is not on disc anymore. Well, speaking of uh, which, I'm actually um, to answer your question, there's Zod. Right, I'm buying my 4K TV in the next uh, couple uh, months oh, here okay. in uh, 
with a player, and uh, yes, I'm buying a couple of uh, 4K movies. Yes, I oh. am. I'm actually very disappointed they're not putting Star Wars, any of them, in 4K for the feasible future. No, so. no, they're not. No. It's they're kind always, of disappointing. Well, Disney is always slow to go um, with new formats. So was Lucas from Remember for a long time. He refused to yeah. even go on DVD. <laughs> even go on DVD with Star Wars. So. Right. He had the laser discs, but and like, he if was, you have if you had those, those are worth killer money. He was re releasing the VHSs when DVDs yep. had already taken over, so that tells you a lot about Lucas. Yeah. Episode hey, two is the last one on the on VHS, remember. So yeah, up to only, that point. The only copies I have of the um first two prequels are on VHS and that's the only way I'm ever going to own them I'm not buying them shits again ever I don't care if they put them on 48k there's a way you can make oh, wow. Christensen act better with better definition that's just not speaking of which by the way the panels that he was on there was standing ovations for Hayden Christensen uh, there was no oh, booing there was no booing there was no like you suck the mannequin Skywalker. There's none of that. People love this guy at the uh, celebration. So there you go. You're a minority in the minority in a minority of people who hate Aiden Christensen. Bull. Yes, you are. People you're, love him. You are just pulling shit out of your ass right now, man. Just like like a clown. Go watch the videos, man. He got standing I ovations. Video of Hayden Christensen. What standing the hell? ovations, my friend. Standing ovations. Now moving on to other news besides uh, the re-release. Of uh, a classic like the Fifth Element. What else is there on the news to talk about this week? Uh, we haven't got to talk about the um, Thor three, aka Guardians of the Galaxy three trailer. That, right. That that I really looks badass. I mean, it actually looks like there's finally going to be a Thor movie that's not at the bottom of my MCU movie lists. I mean, this looks really rad. I'm happy that they embraced. Like, I the like the Thor movies, man. I like them fine. They're just at the bottom <laughs> of my MCU movie lists. I don't hate any of the MCU movies. Some of them. Are just at the bottom, like Thor. Uh, no, I see. I see where, where Johnny's going with this because I mean I have a kind of like same kind of feel for the Thor movies. I like them, but I, I like Captain America more. I've liked Iron Man more. I've liked the you know, Guardians of the Galaxy more. You know, they're they're good. I like them. I enjoyed them, but you know, especially that sequel was kind of like eh, hit or miss a little bit. But uh, you know, while I liked them, they weren't up there with you know those other Actually, films. I like the, I like but the one better than the first. On the first one but I'll say this: this trailer looks flipping awesome. This this right. movie, Thor Ragnarok, looks so good. I love the retro, like uh, the way that the titles look. It's all like really Guardians of the Galaxy retro look. Uh, I like the music. It looks like the a little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little slightly Rathacon-ish. Uh But I mean, I like the the trailer overall. I thought it was very well put together. I like the, uh, the overall look. I, I love this. I, I love retro, the. It has a very retro feel to it. By the way, I love the scene in the trailer where the Hulk comes on and Chris Hemsworth or Thor looks at him and he's like, "Hey, we're friends. We work together." <laughs> yeah, I like that. He's like, "Yeah." That was funny. That <laughs> killed it. Man, that was that's World War Hulk, man. He like that's that's Hulk when he's yoked out, man. He's just ready to fuck some shit up. So yeah, yeah. that was pretty rad to see the. A lot of people I know that are Hulk fans are really happy that they finally got to see that look in live action. I'm happy for them. I'm. You know, it was just another cherry on top. Like I said, Jeff Goldblum is the bad guy, and this just looks so, <laughs> uh, just looks so great. I, I I I enjoy the man. He is not the greatest actor. He's like Nicolas Cage for me, man. Like I I just enjoy their Nicolas odd performances. Cage. I agree. Yeah, and I, I it's just agree. good. I'm gonna see him as like the same kind of crazy alien that Benicio del Toro is. I, I'm down, man. And I like that they're embracing more of the celestial comics. I think that they're making this film. 
closer to Guardians of the Galaxy, so that way they can bring the Guardians of the Galaxy further down into the Earth MCU, which I think is a very good way to do it, doing it through Thor, because he's more celestial than any of the other heroes they have at the moment, which works. You know what I mean? That Now we are, we are going to kind of understand how Guardians of the Galaxy gets wrapped up into um, Infinity Wars with the rest of the MCU characters. That's going to be rare. right. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty damn awesome. Um, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, well, of course. We're all going to watch it. Opening night, gentlemen? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. I'm not there. Now, uh, let's move to some other than comic book news for a second here, because I just got uh, sent uh, this uh, information, including a poster. Uh, and I'm going to look at you guys here on the Skype so you can check out what I'm talking about. Check that out. I'm looking at it. Oh yeah, no, I've I've been hearing about this for like a week. Oh now. yeah, yeah. And at first, everybody thought it was kind of a, a spoof, but I, I, um, from what I understand, it's actually happening. So it yeah, is happening now. What we're talking about, guys, is something that I've been waiting for for the last twenty something years. Uh, my one of my favorite comedies of all times was uh, Coming to America, and apparently, it looks like it's happening. Coming to America too. And uh, there's even a poster online, which I don't know if it's legit or it's a fan-made poster. looks pretty real. It, it shows Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart, and Arsenio Hall, all three of them in it. Uh, Arsenio looks like he's photoshopped from like, the Arsenio Hall show, so I'm yeah. not too yeah. sure if it's legit. <laughs> he looks too young. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't like that no more, really. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, that looks a little fake there, but even Kevin Hart, I looks, I mean, it looks like a really bad Photoshop, but it just brings a smile to my face because this is a, a film that I've been looking forward to my entire adulthood since I saw the original Coming to America. And uh, just seeing this poster right now sent to me by Chris Brown. Thank you, Chris. Uh, just blew me away. I mean, this is, oh, what, what's this is up, hysterical. Chris? Yeah, he used to be part of the show, man. It's good to hear that you're still What's um, up, Chris? Taking buddy. a bath? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Christopher J. Hope, Brown. I just hope this yeah. means we might get a Harlem Nights part two. I, I really love that movie too, which also starred Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Yep. Might as well do an, uh, a third Forty Eight Hours movie, and, well, and uh, a sequel to Life, like we were talking. The movie we keep talking about, we confuse that Jake Gyllenhaal movie with. Like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, a sequel to Life. Well, Eddie Murphy recently came out saying that uh, he is uh, no longer going to do any bad movies. That from now on he's only going to do good movies. <laughs> so well, let's, let's hope see what he can that actually goes. pull it off because I, I I miss him. He was without a doubt the funniest guy when we were kids. Without a oh, doubt, I mean hilarious. he had raw, he had delirious. He taught us every dirty joke we knew as children. So to yeah, see him yeah. kind of become this bad family actor you know you I, I felt bad so if he's gonna be back to being eddie murphy again please please do it man please eddie i'm begging you make me get all roger rabbit on you i didn't even <laughs> i was waiting uh, i was waiting for it there's not many people that can that can redo that please from roger not, rabbit not only that I, there's another movie that needs a sequel roger rabbit 2 come on what the hell why, why hasn't that happened already yeah, they're making Bob a space Hoskins jam. They're away. making a space yeah. jam too. Oh, they've been saying that for days, man. With what, what's that guy's name? All you guys, Florida guys, hate him. What, what's his name? Oh man, who? Who LeBron James? That, yeah, that guy. The dude. Everybody in Florida. <laughs> oh, you know yeah, he was supposed to start it. Well, is that, I think that is happening though, isn't it? Every time I ever hear anything, people tell me it's fake news. It's not. It's, it's just like a fan thing that they keep. Saying. Yeah, they keep well, going around. Yeah. Dude. They keep. They keep shoving it, man. If they report that stuff like on CNN, then you know it's fake news. 
Sure. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer saying that shit is fake, man. It's Wolf fake, Blitzer. Yeah. You know, it's funny because a few years ago here on PSN Radio, the <clears throat> one of the writers, uh, Gary K. Wolf, I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with him, he's the actual novelist who wrote the Roger Rabbit movie. Uh, he mm-hmm. was uh, friends with one of the hosts on the network, and he, he was in the chat room, and believe it or not, he was actually in our chat room. And uh, he was talking to, because uh, he was going to be a guest on one of the shows, and he was talking to the uh, host, and we were going back and forth. And I didn't recognize Gary K. Wolf as the writer. It just didn't you know, hit me that this is the same Gary K. Wolf that wrote Roger Rabbit. You know, I mean, who would think that? When you go into one of the chat rooms, who would think that the writer of Roger Rabbit is in your freaking chat room? Like, who thinks that, thinks that really? I mean, it's, I would never well, even thought that even, even if you do have famous people in your chat room, that's a really right, odd that's random a, guy to right. have. The guy that I wrote mean, Roger we had, Rabbit. We, yeah, I mean, we had uh, Chewbacca on the uh, chat room once. Uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, you know, uh, Mayhew was on there was uh, with uh, nice. Skywatchers, and that was the, he knows uh, Seth, my co-host on Skywatchers, so he, it was cool that he he brought him on, and he was on the uh, chat room for a little bit. And, you know, he was uh, listening to a couple of shows, but I mean, Gary K. Wolf is such a random, rare you know person to like, you know, see in the chat rooms. I didn't really pick up on it, and it was the name wasn't literally. Gary K. Wolf it was like Gary Wolf or something like that. Uh, Gary something Wolf, but it, it was you know something. He even had like the Roger Rabbit logo on his uh, icon, but I didn't pick up on it. And I started saying, "Man, you know what? I'm pissed off at uh, the people who made Roger Rabbit because they were they were talking about it in the chat room." And they, they I guess like out of curiosity, he's like, "Why is that?" And I'm like, "Because I've been waiting for a sequel forever, and they, those bastards have never given me a sequel." And you know what? Screw them. Screw the writers. Screw the studio. You know, fuck you guys for like ruining my childhood because I wanted a sequel since I was a kid. And this, and I just went off on him, and then. The person who was having him on the show says to me, uh, by the way, you know you're bitching at the guy who wrote the novel for Roger Rabbit <laughs> in the chat room. And you just told him to go fuck himself. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> you got, what? Are you, you serious? Got your message, you got your message across to the right person, though. I mean, not a lot yeah. of people can ever do, say that they did that, man, you know? I can't remember the exact show he was on, but when he told me that, I could, my jaw dropped. And I was like, hey, so Mr. Wolf, how you doing? Sir? I'm a huge fan. How's it going? <laughs> Love your novel. Love that movie. We've got to talk well, to Robert Zemeckis to make this happen. Sequels. Come on, let's do it. Well, see, the thing is, he he came up with the character. He wrote the book. He wasn't responsible for the movie. So if he took what you said to to the heart, like, that was on him. Because you obviously weren't attacking him. You weren't saying, like, oh, uh, anybody who wrote the damn thing, I'm mad at. You said the people that were responsible for the production of the well, movie. Well, no, I actually, you know, I even, no, I actually did literally say, fuck the novelist because he never wrote a sequel <laughs> to the thing. He's he's a lazy bastard for not writing this thing over twenty wow. something years, and he hasn't moved his ass once to write a damn follow up to a great cartoon. And that's when he's like, "Wait a second, uh, let me tell you something." Uh, and then, and at I that point, I was getting heated because I, was, I I really am a huge Roger Rabbit fan, and it just it pisses me off that there's never been a sequel to this thing. And then he was like, "Well, you know, there was actually a novel." sequel is coming out. And I'm like, well, about fucking time. Jesus, man, let me tell you, I've been waiting my whole life for this thing. And uh, he t- that's when I found out a little bit later that this actually was Gary K. Wolf, who I was speaking to. And then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, how dare you speak to that way to the creator of Roger Rabbit? How dare you, sir? Damn. But then I felt better, I, I felt better about myself because I got my message across. And, you know, there's <laughs> a, maybe the hopes now of sequel film in the future for Roger Rabbit, hopefully. Well, who do you think could replace Bob Hoskins, man? Like, you think they could get, like, John Leguizamo or something to come in and replace him? Hey, or, break, <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? Get Joe Pesci to play an older version of the character. How's that? 
Yeah, Joe Pesci might work. Yeah. I'm just trying to think because Bob Hoskins was so elemental in the film, his character and his portrayal. I mean, he was almost a living cartoon himself, even though he was a live-action character. So right. um, I'm just trying to think of – like that's another thing that they they really messed up on because they think that these people are just going to be around forever when sadly some of them just aren't. Right. And so if they even do a Roger Rabbit 2, we're going to have to have recasting or a new character and – like, I was just wondering who you guys thought might be really good as, like, the Eddie-type character in it. Well, I mean, they don't necessarily have to have Eddie in the thing. I mean, that's another well, thing. Well, I mean, yeah, he was... but there's going to have to be a character like him, right? I mean... Right. Well, yeah, but at that point, you can cast any Joe Blow, you know, current actor who's hot at the moment and just give Not the part. Henry Cavill. So. I'm not going to watch it with him. <laughs> Why would it be Henry Cavill? Because you said any Joe Blow actor... That's, yeah, that's what popped into my Henry, mind when out of, you used out of all, Joe Blow. Out of all the actors that are Joe Blows, why Henry Cavill is the first one that pops to your mind? Like, because he's one that I won't go and see. That's okay. why. Okay, then. All right. He's so, on the short list uh, with, like, Hayden So I want, I'm going to have Henry you know Cavill then. You know what? When I get, when I get Henry Cavill on the, on the Zod Ryder show, I'm going to get you to co-host with me on that show, Johnny. I'll because, do There it, you go. How about Shia LaBeouf playing the Eddie character, huh? Yeah, Shia yeah. could do it. Like Shia's actually a good actor. He just he probably could do it. He probably could play a young, a young uh, Eddie. Maybe they should do a prequel. He's just a, com- a he's prequel. Just a confused idiot, man. Like Shia can act though. Watch Fury. That proved that point to me. And all right, anything else on the uh, wall of weird news there that we got to talk about this week? Doctor Mr. Who, Alpha. the first new episode of Doctor Who yes. came out, and it was boring as shit. Yeah, no. Oh, come like, on! I thought it was great for people. Uh, but if you're just if you're just coming on to Doctor Who, and you know, it, it did a good job of like setting it up for like new for, uh, like, new viewers. I think. Let's talk about Attack on Titan. No. Come on, Jason, bring it up. Woo! Come on, Attack on Titan. Attack yeah, let's, Titan. Move, let's move on from boring as Doctor Who for real. Go ahead. Yes, yeah. yes. I finally, after all these years, all this time waiting, it's been like what? Finally, years. Yes, I finally found out. Why the fuck there was a Titan inside the wall? That's all I wanted to know. Like, they could do the rest of the season. I just wanted to find out. Didn't you watch the second half of the first season? Like, the 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 little blonde girl could turn into a Titan just like Aaron could. So they had all kinds. I, I figured yes, out that I, there was all kinds of Titan, like, werewolves. No, 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 no. I, I, under, I understand. But the specific Titan inside the wall belongs to the church. You didn't know that. No, I haven't That's, watched new episodes yet. I'm uh-huh. That's the issue. That's the thing. I now know why there was a Titan inside the wall. I don't. It could have been anybody who was out there. It's just why was he in the wall? Why wasn't he breaking the wall and attacking when everybody else was attacking? And as soon as that comes up, the priest runs up the wall and tells the uh, tells the um, the freaking um, the squad that like don't let that don't let that thing see the light of day. And they're like, you know what this thing is? And he's like, well, not really. It's just. And then they were like, well, were you hiding it? And you got to see it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But yeah, it's, it explained to you why that's in the wall and why everything's starting. And it's actually pretty good so far. I'm on the third episode, which I saw today. And I, it's actually pretty damn good. How much does uh, Armin cry so far in this season? Um, so far, none. 
Armin's not crying at all. Are you kidding me? What, what about Aaron? Is Aaron being a whiny bitch still? Aaron is being whiny as all hell, and they keep calling her name like crazy. Aaron! All the time. And, yeah. They, but should, it's, they should just make yeah. the show about Mikasa, in my opinion, but... Yeah, I, I, I believe so. But that dude... The show is is pretty good. I hope it keeps it continues that way, but it's looking pretty good so far. Well, the one thing that kind of bugs me about it is it's only going to be a twelve episode season. After making us wait two damn years, you're only going to give us twelve episodes. Are we going to have to wait two years for the next twelve as well? Or are well, we sounds like Doctor Who again. I hope I hope <laughs> not because the reason why we waited so long was because they didn't think that Attack on Titan was going to do as well as it did. When they made it, they released it, they started doing other jobs right away because they were doing other things. Now, Attack on Titan, everybody started talking about it. People started watching it. They started going insane about it. People started making the big buzz, got on social media, and all of a sudden, they're like, "Uh, we didn't finish writing the rest because we didn't think we were going to make it a second one. We didn't know how this, well, how well this was going to do. And now, since it was doing so damn well… They were like, okay, we've got to make another one, but we got to finish all these other projects before we can start. Well, yeah, um, because so well, the guy, that, the guy that directs the anime, he's very famous. He directed Death Note. He directed Guilty yes. Crown. Like, he does a lot yes. of very, very famous, very popular anime. So I'm pretty sure he was on to something else. And I, I, I get that point of it, but I mean, still, did they really need to bring him back? I mean, I'm pretty sure they could have got somebody almost as good as him, and he would have been able to carry it through i mean as long as you keep the visual look the crazy like spider-man kick pants that they got where they fly around on and shit oh and, yeah, yeah, and yeah as long as they have titans eating people i mean most people are going to be satisfied you know what i mean like the manga the manga is already well written you know they just need to adapt it properly and keep the visual look i don't know why they actually needed to wait for this particular director i'm glad they did because he, his name does carry a lot of weight with it but it, it's one of the weird things about the production that i never actually understood i guess I don't know. I don't know how the the committees for the mangas work in Japanese culture. Maybe it's a certain set thing, and he needed to be the, the director. Or, you know, I, I haven't looked that up, but I was just. It, it could be. It could be that he was on, he was the one on the contract to do so, and they didn't want to break a contract to, you know, give a contract to somebody else. Because you know, all these people got to do. You know, they all make contracts and deals with all the stuff that they're going to shoot. So, it could have been that, and they just said, "Fuck it, we'll wait." You see the live-action movie, Jason? You seen the live-action movies? Yeah, I've seen the live-action movies. Did you like them? They're okay. Yeah, they're pretty I mean, cool. I mean, I thought they were okay. all right. Like, for, yeah, I mean... Um, for the way Japanese yeah. movies are and those small budgets they got, like, I understood why they made it, like, post-apocalyptic and not, like, back-in-the-day Europe and stuff. And exactly. it made a lot of sense. I don't know why the movies got as much hate as they did. I mean, they're not amazing, but they ain't bad either. Look, not man, not. it wasn't it wasn't the Giver, okay? It wasn't the Giver live action movie. <laughs> wow, those are great! I wow. love those. Those are amazing. Both I of like, them were good. Wow. No, the first ones, oh, the first ones watchable mostly because of Jive talking Jimmy Walker and Mark Hamill. <laughs> but, Mark, uh, Hamill. Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill makes a movie for me. That's why I watched. He makes a movie for me. Yeah, if you want to spend your life hunting around Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> yeah, awesome. With that, movies. gentlemen, uh, we're all out of news time. It's time to segue to the next portion of the show here, which is our top ten list. Uh, now, do you have anything else to add to that, Zion, or, or are we good with uh, 
No, no, we're good. That actually is a good thing to a good thing to do to segue into our top ten. That's because uh, this week we have a very peculiar top ten, one that I think some of you might enjoy listening to. It's a uh, top ten movies that we like that others hate. Oh yeah, yes. Some movies that make your skin crawl just listening to the title, like ah, I hate that movie. How can you like that shit? Oh yeah. A guilty pleasure, if you will. That's a very easy. That was a very easy list to do. Actually, I feel yeah, it was pretty easy for me too. Yeah, my number wow. one was yeah, like, yeah, there's so me. many movies like yeah. that. Yeah, you know? like PVS and Man of Steel. Your list wrote itself, Zod. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's number one, number one, <laughs> actually, and number two, right there. Actually, none of those. Actually, PVS <laughs> and Man of Steel are not on my list. Thank you very much. Wow. Well, let's let's, let's see what let's see what it is shocked, on his list. Bro. Let's see what is on his list. Zod Ryder, you kick it off. Go for it. Okay, okay, I will go ahead and kick it off here. Number 10, The Giver. Nobody liked that movie. I loved it from the, from, with Mark Hamill. The guy. I think he just wrote that out there now because you guys brought it up. Movie. It's great. No, no, no. The, that was number ten and number nine. That's why I thought it was great. Guyver and Guyver two are number ten and number nine on my list. Those are great movies. Number number eight. Number eight is Robot Jocks. I love that movie, and I got a lot of flack for liking that movie as a teenager. Number seven was another uh, Charles Band movie called Arcade. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but a lot of people hate it. It deals with virtual reality and uh, being inside of a video game and stuff. John Delancey. That's the one with Emilio Estevez? Oh, John Delancey's in it uh, from Star Trek. And uh, so we got these kids in it. I'm surprised you've never seen it, Johnny. Arcade. Uh, I probably number, have, man. I number number six, it. number six, the Lawnmower Man Two, Job's War. Nice. So oh, it's a, it's a very under, Ouch. you know, very underrated sequel. People, you know, the first one with Pierce Brosnan was pretty good, but the second one kind of went off in a totally different direction. And but but was still a good movie. I enjoyed it. Number five, Fantastic Four, Roger Corman. Movie gets a lot of hate. I don't know why. That's the best well, Fantastic Four movie we'll best ever. Best Fantastic get. Ever. Movie ever. Number Probably, four. Yeah. Number four <laughs> is Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. Got a lot of get a lot get a lot of flack for talking about how great I yes. think it is because it doesn't stick movie. to any He Man like canon. It kind of does its own thing. Oh, I love uh, that number movie. number three is a is a is a. Is a, uh, a Tim Burton Johnny Depp collaboration, Ed Wood, about the worst filmmaker ever. I think that that movie is fantastic. I absolutely people love hate it. that movie. Yeah, people Not absolutely. Everybody I know. Yeah. That movie. Oh, no, wow. there's some people that do hate that. Okay. Uh, number two on my list is Howard the Duck. Yes. Absolutely love that movie, and people make fun of me all the time because I don't hide my love for. They the movie. can go fart blood. And my number one, the number one on my list of all time. Hated movies, other people that people hate. Euro Tsukidoji, an animated movie with all kinds of tentacles and crazy scenes, and it's 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 pretty weird. A lot of is people. Is that the Overfiend one? Yes, Legend of the Overfiend. The oh, Legend man. of the Overfiend. Yes. Yeah. That no, is, that that that's one. Number you need one to have, on my list. That one you need to have a graduated mind to watch. I I'll go ahead and. Yeah, that is true. Yes, an excellent that's list, my friend. Excellent crazy. list. But no BVS and no. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but I, I hated a lot of those movies. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great list. Johnny Alpha, you go next. Okay. At number 10, I also have Masters of the Universe. All right. At number 9, I have Johnny Mnemonic starring Keanu Reeves. I love that movie. Yes. Another good one. Wow. At number 8, I got Predators. 
At number at number seven, I have Battle for Los Angeles. At number nice. six, I got Sucker Punch. Yeah, number nice. five, Ultraviolet. Oh, number man. four, Alien Resurrection. Okay. Number three, Battleship. I don't know why people hate that movie. It's so much oh, fun. I hate that movie. <laughs> I know. Rihanna as an actor. <laughs> Yes. At number two, James Bond, Quantum of Solace. I, I love that movie. I don't know why people what? hate it so much. I love that film. I like that movie. At number one, in 30 seconds. <laughs> at number one, I have uh, a tie between John Carter of Mars and Ender's Game. Ooh. Great. Nice. nice. Good list. That's All good, man. I actually yeah. liked a lot of his films, though. Yeah, but that's yeah good I like a lot of movies on that list. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jason Justice, you're next, my friend. Give us your top All 10. All right. All right, man. My number 10 is Master of Disguise. Ooh, oh, Jackie yeah. Chan? Jackie Chan? That was funny. Turtle, turtle. turtle. <laughs> exactly. yeah, oh, Dana Carvey. The one Dana Carvey. Yes. 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 Uh, number nine. Needed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> number nine is movie 43. Oh, my God. You... Oh, what you. a train wreck. You're getting kicked off the show now, man. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Number eight, Kicking It Old School. Remember wow. Kicking It Old School? With yeah. Jason Kennedy, he's a breakdancer. Yeah, 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 I hate that movie. I God, that I hate movie. that damn movie. Oh my God, you really? Number number seven oh, to all the uh, Nicholas Cage lovers. Con right? Air, Con yeah. Air. Oh yeah, Con is a masterpiece. Love that movie, man. That movie is so great. That movie is so great. Uh, number like six. Movie. Number six is Highlander Two. Oh, there you go. Good movie. What a load of garbage yeah. that was, but I loved it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Number five is the Garbage Pail Kids movie from that. That's another really great one. Yes. 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 Yep. Yes. 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 And it's so very hated, man. Just go on YouTube and type it up, man. There's and they just recently, they just recently released, re-released it on Blu-ray. Nice. Awesome. Nice. I'm waiting for 4K, bro. Waiting for 4K. 4K. Number four, Reefer Madness. The original, the, the original, the oh, original, the original. Oh yeah, no, that's so. That the movie original. is so funny. So that dude's playing the one piano, of the greatest like, comedies ever. Yes. Yeah. Dude. Uh, number three, Howard the Duck. I love that movie. I watched yes. it when I was a kid. Everybody here uh, loves that well, movie. I just watched yeah. it a couple days ago. I love it. Uh, number two, Showgirls. Oh yeah, another great. <laughs> Yeah, Paul Verhoeven can't lose in my book, man. Anything he does. Elizabeth Berkeley's titties. That's what I'm going to say. I know someone would agree with me on this. I know someone in this room is going to agree with me strongly when I mention my number one movie. Kung Pao. Enter the... Yes. 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 Betty. Yes. I love that movie, man. I love that movie. That one's on par with um, Legend of the Overfiend, man. That's one that you have to have like a really demented mind to enjoy, and yes. I, I, I actually happen to. So yeah, so just like Legend of the Overfiend, like I like it. Fantastic! Wow, dude. it's it's amazing how uh, in sync we are here. Because that's on my top ten list, also. By the way, awesome. It's not awesome. number one, but it's on my top ten list. Uh, <clears throat> but that's a, a fantastic list, my friend. Great list. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Now my turn, gentlemen. <clears throat> here we go. Number 10 on my list is uh, by an actor who's getting a lot of hate in the last few years, and I don't know why, because he's a comedian, he's funny, I like a lot of his movies, but Adam Sandler in the movie Pixels. I love that movie, I thought it was a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, for whatever okay. reason, people hated the hell out of this movie back
Ashton to the point that he's now making Netflix movies because studios don't want to like work with him for some reason because of pixels, uh-huh. which makes everything. no sense. He just no had a movie that came out on Netflix like last week. Or Sandy he's Wexler, like the the guy that he like gets people jo- acting jobs and stuff. Yeah, like Sandy, Sandy Wexler, Sandy Wexler, which is uh, yeah. looks really funny. Yeah. The, actually, the Do Over was really good. Good also on uh, Netflix. The Do Over is really funny as well. Ridiculous Six was really funny on Netflix. I mean, the guy just makes dumb comedies that are meant to like make you laugh. I don't understand the hatred. Well, for well I mean, at least he's getting work from Netflix. Netflix is letting him do his yeah, thing. So sure. that's, yeah, that's but cool. that's like one. That's one leg, uh, you know, out the door in Hollywood. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you said you know, when you're making only movies on Netflix, and you're at one point, a box office draw. That's not a very good move. You know, yeah, you get a little bit of money, but you're not getting that same kind of movie star money as he was at one point. So I'm disappointed in the, the way that things are going for Mr. Adam Sandler, and hopefully he can get his uh, things back in gear because I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm he's a got fan. bad movie. He's got bad movies in his resume, but in my opinion, Pixels was not one of them. That was actually like his return to actually being funny, in my opinion. So I agree with you 100. Not only that, but even some of his bad movies are pretty damn funny. Like you know, not, I mean, not Click. <laughs> That's my boy. Click was awful. <laughs> oh my god, dude! All right, number nine on my list: Indiana Jones Four. Oh Jesus! That's this up is controversial. Forty-three. That's oh, a controversial man. one. I know. It was huge at the box office. It did really well, but of course, it's controversial because a lot of fans hate it. I liked it. I thought it was. I liked it, the <laughs> fact that they included the Roswell thing in it. I liked the fact that they had the, the interdimensional aliens involvement. That was the MacGuffin of the movie. I thought uh, you know Harrison Ford looked great in the film. I thought his acting was fantastic as an older Indiana yeah. Jones. Shia swinging through the trees with the monkey. That's the that only. That's the only part of the movie that I didn't like was Shia swinging through the trees like a monkey. <laughs> I can do completely without that. But other than that, I thought the movie was good. I, I loved it, and uh, hopefully now the next Indiana Jones uh, movies continue on and do. You know, better. Uh, number eight on my list, and I was surprised to see somebody bring this up, Masters of the Universe, He-Man. Yeah, I man. love that movie, and so many people hate Fantastic. it because they love the cartoon. But yeah, they did his own thing with the character, but you know what? A lot of the things they did were because, logically speaking, some things just really technically wouldn't work out if they did it exactly like the, like the cartoon. Yeah, I mean, if you had a tiger hanging out with him, how would they pull that off? No, well, not only that, a speaking tiger who's a pussy one, one moment, and he's a tough <laughs> tiger the next moment, and then you have Prince Adams, how do you, you know, how do you tell that in a live-action movie that Prince Adams becomes He-Man? You know, there's too much to tell in a little short period of time, so I kind of understand why they went that route. It still had the feel of the heart of Eternia and He-Man. You know, you know, you know I it was great. Jackal, there's a script online for a for a He-Man movie that apparently they were going to make a couple years ago. It's a fantastic script. The one that John Woo is going to do? If you get a chance to read it, definitely read it. I I don't know if John Woo is going to do it, but I know that it is. And it's 100% faithful, but it's a very good script. Like, if it were done today, it would be marvelous. Really great. Well, number seven on my list, John Carter. And uh, a movie... I adore this film. John Carter, if you don't know the history of John Carter of Mars and the, the legacy of the Rice Burroughs books and uh, the fact that, uh, uh, you know, this is like the character that really uh, inspired Superman, Star Wars, you know. It, Created the, the space opera. 
created yeah, the created space, space opera, opera genre, genre, created you know things that led to Lord of the Rings. I mean, all, everything that you can think of, you know, really sprang from the uh, from the imagination of these books, and, uh, and to have that film get made finally after many many decades of sitting on the shelf, I, I was so hyped for this movie, and I actually loved the movie. I thought it was a fantastic adaptation to the book, and yet it failed to find an audience. It didn't do well at the box office, sadly enough, and uh, we never got sequels to it. Hopefully, one day they reboot it and they do it again, and uh, hopefully it does better, because, I mean, John Carter's a fantastic story, and if you read all the books, my goodness, there's so many good, you know, stories in there uh, that would make amazing films. So, John Carter's my number seven. Number six, uh, another movie that I didn't think anybody was going to mention, and then my man over here put a number one on his list, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Love that That's movie. Right. Love it. I saw it in theaters three times, guys. Okay, three times I saw this movie in theaters, and it got me and you went, every me time. Me and you went once, Jacko. Remember me? Yeah, and you went yeah, once. yeah. You, you were actually once. the the second time I went was with you. Yeah, I saw, you as Betty. Yeah. I am Betty. Yeah. Betty. yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, it's one of the most original comedies that I had seen in many, many years because of the way that he integrated himself into old footage and the way... He, I mean, Steve Orniker is a hysterical comedian. If you guys are not familiar with who he is, he also was the director of uh, the uh, sequel to uh, Ace Ventura. He wrote Ace Ventura 1. He's worked with, with... In fact, when Jim Carrey was at his funniest, that's when this guy was writing his movies and making movies with him. So I don't know I don't know if maybe he had a little bit to do with uh, the Jim Carrey that we saw in the 90s, uh, but maybe he did. Maybe he's one of the guys that made Jim Carrey really really funny back then because I have always found Steve Orniker to be hysterical and uh, Kung Pao needs a sequel. I don't know what's happened. It's never got the sequel that it should have gotten, but hey, we still have that one movie and, and he did a hysterical job in it. Number five on my list, and this is a movie that me and Zod Ryder have argued and uh, gone to war over, Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, it's who who hates that movie besides Zod Rider? He's like the only person. A lot in the world. of people do. A lot of fanboys like Zod Rider who feel bitter about the whole thing with Khan being in the movie. They didn't want Khan, and they're like, "Oh, only Ricardo Montalban can play Khan." You know? No, it's, it's, no, no, not Ricardo Montalban. But come on, Benedict Cumberbatch would be a great Grand Admiral Thrawn, but he was wrong for Khan. Oh, he was great as Khan. The movie was fun, dude. The Ow. The the idea of Star Trek is to go beyond and evolve, right. and they did it. And they, that and you guys don't like these new movies because it's not in your little PC safe house. Because it doesn't feel like a two hour episode on TV. That's why they don't like it. It feels like an actual yeah. cinematic movie. Boo hoo hoo to you guys! I, I, right? I, I, I love the original it. cast films like you do, man. But th- their yes. day's over, man. They're, they're yeah. done. Like move on. It's over with. And uh, number four on my list: Transformers Two. Which a lot of people hate. They like the first one, they don't like the second one. I like the the first four. I've liked them so far. I've been a fan of the entire franchise. Uh, you know, Michael Bay has uh, done good by me. I'm a fan of his work in these movies. Not so much in, in some of his other stuff, but I, I've liked what he's done with Transformers. Uh, but a lot of people hate Part Two for some reason. It's one of the most hated it's, in the four. I don't know why. It's. I know it, it's it, <laughs> the roommate guy. He's annoying as hell, man. Like, I, they should have bit him out. Yeah, well, that is true. That is number true. two on, uh, actually number three on my list here in a movie that I saw in theaters with my father many years ago, and uh, we came out of that theater like really like just hyped up how good it was. We thought it was going to be the best movie of the year at the Oscars. It didn't win, but it got nominated. The Godfather Three, which oh, now is yeah, looked upon and hated. That. Hate that movie. Had my boy Andy movie. Garcia, you know, in it. I mean, it had a, a great I think it's cast. Just misunderstood. 
I think that's what it is, really, more than anything else. I think it's a misunderstood trilogy ending film. But I think, uh, you know, the, the, the way it ended was poetic with Michael Coleone dying in the chair. Uh, you know, it shows like the, the whole thing comes back around, like uh, the way his father died. And yeah, it wasn't even supposed to be Godfather. Godfather 3. It was supposed well, to just be If he was going to die like his Corleone. dad, shouldn't he be chasing a kid around with a bug sprayer and some cheese in his mouth? Because that's how Vito died. If it was gonna yeah, but you don't know if he was doing that five minutes before that he sat down and died. We don't know that. We just saw him die. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Godfather 3, which has a completely, uh, uh, you know, just uh, unbelievable amount of hate for absolutely no reason, because it's a great film, I think. Uh, but whatever, it's my number three on the list. Number two on the list is uh, just came out recently and not long ago, and it's a remake to an 80s classic. I loved it. I thought it was great. Other folks, uh, especially on this call here, probably didn't like it as much. And I'm talking about the RoboCop remake. Or some would call it RoboFlop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was okay. It was alright. It wasn't yeah. bad. It was, it I was liked hammered it. shit. See, there you go. With I liked it. Awful acting. There you go. See, I liked it. Now, <laughs> number one on my list. The top movie on my list is a movie that uh, had a great cartoon series, which I was kind of like into a little bit, but not I too much. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm going to. Yeah, yeah you know I know what you're going to say, too. He knows as well. And uh, it was a great cartoon for, for what it was, but then they made the movie, and the movie came out, and people were like, what the hell is this crap? And, of course, I'm, ca- I'm talking about the first Smurf movie. <laughs> what the hell, guys? It's Smurfs, man. They're little blue guys. That's Hank great. What were you expecting? I thought you were going to say The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, wait a second. The Last Airbender, too. That's what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Avatar The Last Airbender. What am I talking about, Smurfs? Uh, yes, it's actually Avatar. I know that's what you guys Smurfs were thinking. Smurfs was actually so. pretty good, too. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, no. Right? Hank Azara's Gargamel's hilarious, man. I like, thought he was, was going to go with, uh, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. I, no, all I the like Ninja Turtles two. movies have been pretty rad, except for maybe Part Three. That's the only one that I could see anybody actually yeah. pulling. Yeah. No, but they, they, uh, all, those no, have all been good. Even the even the new ones have been decent. Yeah, I like, I like them. I like the the first two. Well, I mean, I like the last first Airbender, the I, I gave it a hard time, but after I found out that um, he made it for his daughter, like I just like I can't, I can't hate on M Night for that one anymore, man. Like that, that, that's, every time that's I, adorable. Thing, every time I watch that movie, it actually gets better. Like I, I've enjoyed yeah, it more the more I've seen it. it it's a good good. film. Like like the acting is fine. I have no issues with. Here's the thing, guys. You know, a lot of folks when they get older, they get very cynical about you know kids' movies and watching you know young people perform in, in films like this. And this is a movie for kids. It's a, it's made out of a cartoon, and they got young folks in this. Everybody did their part beautifully. I thought the movie, the way it looked, was fantastic. The special effects were beautiful. The acting was good. The kid who played the last Avatar was great. I mean, I love that film. I don't know what the hate oh, is. God. He got but... me right here in the heart, Jack. I'm going to go watch that movie as soon as the show's over, man. There you go. <laughs> good I've, actually, I've actually never seen it because I never watched the cartoon, and I, I never oh, got caught good. up in the it's whole hysteria good. of the thing. I just I, M Night ever since the Village hasn't really made anything until Split that I I, I actually enjoyed, but um, after I found out that he did the the movie just because his daughter loved the cartoon and he made it as a passion project for his kid, I, I can't hate on that man. That 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 is that is the thing you want to hear a filmmaker do, even if it's a shit movie. It was made for such a genuine purpose, you know. That that's right. beautiful. But that was not a shit movie, so there you go. That's my top ten well, list. I, Avatar yeah. is my number one on my list because I know people are very cynical and they just hate on that movie for no reason. So 
Come on. Now tell me that tell me Speed Racer by the Wachowski sisters is an honorable mention on your list too. <laughs> I do not like that movie. I never have. <laughs> oh no, man. No. Cloud Atlas Cloud Atlas would make it on there. Jupiter Ascending would make it on there before Speed Racer. That's probably their worst film. That's worse than Matrix Reloaded. No, I actually liked it though, but it I didn't it wasn't enough you to be would. on my top ten. I did like it. It would have been number 11. And you call yourself a purist, man. Go watch Rathacon. <laughs> there you go. Damn speed racer lover. God. <laughs> now, with that, guys, because we're short on time here, in fact, we're going a little bit over because there's not going to be a Rich Giordano show tonight or a normal paranormal, as he's calling it now. Uh, so we're allowed to go over a little bit and uh, get the top ten for the weekend in uh, before the show ends. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and segue over to that, gentlemen. What do you say? Sounds good. Do it. All right. Here we go. Top 10 movies. And this is brought to us by BoxOfficeReport.com. Good friend Daniel Garris over there who's running that website, bringing it back to life after 15 years. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of on a, on a long hiatus. 15 years worth. That's a, back. That's like a California guy hiatus. Daniel, that is bro. a California guy hiatus. Ironically enough, Daniel, he's from California. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it's just a I'm California just saying, guy thing. I'm just man. saying. He's California yeah, right. also. Shout-outs to my boy Daniel. Uh, it's funny because uh, long ago when, uh, when I first got online, I met him, and uh, he had a website called BoxOfficeReport.com. And then he got hired by BoxOffice.com to do columns for them. And they were like, well, you got to take your website down. We can't, we can't have that website up competing with us here if you're going to work for us. So for like the last 15 years, he had to take his website down, which was like an awesome website at the time with a great form. And it was an awesome, like, the first forum that I ever got into was this box office report forum, where we used to all go and hang out and, like, talk shit. And then it, once he took that down, it graduated to, like, superhero hype and other forums, you know, IMDB and stuff. But he was, like, the first main forum that I used to go on and, and check out movie info and stuff. And now he's uh, back at it. The, the website's back up. The uh, forum section is there. Everything's fully operational again, as we say, in uh, the Star Wars universe. And uh, it's awesome that uh, the website's back. So boxofficereport.com. Check them out. And uh, now the number 10 movie of the week was 7 last week, so it slipped down a little bit this week. And uh, it brought in $2.6 million. Uh, Overall, this movie has brought in a total of uh, $161 million. And I'm talking about Kong Skull Island, which is, I just recently saw this, by the way, guys. Fantastic. And I loved right? it. Fantastic. Loved it. Loved that movie. It's fantastic. The best Kong movie ever. By far. Pow, pow. I mean, I just enjoyed the hell out of it when I went inside. I didn't expect it to be The best King different. Kong movie since the original one from the 1930s. Let's put it that oh, way. Awesome. Yep, yep. You gotta, go, you gotta see it, man. It's a phenomenal movie. And it's putting a lot Great. of money worldwide. $552 million worldwide so far. So, yeah, there's going to be sequels. There will be sequels. So that's number 10 this week. Number 9 uh, this week, which was uh, 10 last week, so it moved up a little bit. The Case for Christ. With two point seven million. Did you see that, uh, Zod? Is it good? You want? I, I have not. I have not seen it, but I will see it eventually. Yeah. Is well, Kevin Sorbo in this one, or is is the <laughs> I don't know. Boy World kid up in there. Um. I wonder what kind of a case they make for Christ, but uh, I guess we're going to have to see to find out. Oh, is that like? A, like a, is that the third? The third? Is that part of the God's Not Dead trilogy? Is that what that is? It might be. I don't know. It could be. 
Or like exactly. a, a bad a bad ripoff of it. It's like a, a cheap version. A poor yeah, man. it's brought in, it's brought in eight point four million so far overall, and uh, this weekend it brought in a uh, a very cool two point seven million. Uh, now number eight this week down from number six last week. Power Rangers with two point eight million, and overall domestic totals of eighty million for Power Rangers, one hundred twenty eight overall worldwide on a hundred million dollar budget. This movie's not going to break even. It looks like. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Power Rangers uh, flopping? Flop, flop, flopping. Um, I, I, I get it when try. it comes to voodoo. Yeah, it's Power Rangers. What did you want? Yeah, yeah. I get it when it comes to voodoo. That's yeah, cool. I think it was a mistake giving it a hundred million dollar budget, considering it's Power Rangers. You know, like the they should have given it to the guy that did the adult version of Power Rangers. Uh, I forget his name. No, Ari, so that guy sucks. Man. I, I his version of Power movie. Rangers was awesome, dude. Oh, and, his he, James, well, and his James Bond was cool too. I will he's, stab him in his Carillion heart, man. He's doing he's up his doing, ass. He's doing he's up doing up his ass. Castlevania. He's doing the animated Castlevania series for Netflix, dude. He's cool. Wow, super duper. <laughs> I'm gonna get a hat that says his name on it. He's so cool. <laughs> well, up a notch this weekend. The movie that stays around at the at the box office because it's really that good. Number seven this week was number eight last week. The movie Get Out. Brings in 2.9 million, and this movie's brought in a total of 167 million so far domestically, uh, 183 worldwide on a, a 4.5 billion dollar budget, guys. Yeah, no, it's it's wow. like what it's it's made its return like a couple dozen times over. So that's that's oh, what well, put it this way: for it to break even, it had to make uh, what uh, 10 million dollars? No, nine million dollars for it to break even. It's made 183 million dollars. Do nice. the math. Do the math. This movie is a cash cow for the, for the uh, studios, Universal, uh, Universal Studios, and of course, this is opening the doors for anything Jordan Peele wants to produce from here on out. Okay, he's got a checkbook saying, "Hey, go do whatever you want, dude. Make Comedy, a Keanu horror, two. whatever. Make a Keanu two. Yes, we need Keanu two. We need a Keanu two. So there you go. That's Get Out. Number seven this week. Number six this this week, and up from number sixteen. So this actually got a huge boost. This is uh, about uh, three million. The movie Gifted, which uh, I have not really seen. When it stars uh, Chris Evans, and uh, about yeah, I haven't really seen this movie before. It's a total of four million. I guess it's a small release, but it's, it it jumped pretty high up there, from sixteen to six. Not That's too not bad. bad. Yeah, it's pretty good for this uh, movie. It's been out for a couple weeks now. Uh, number five this week, it was four last week, so it's Donna Notch, uh, Going In Style, brought in 6.3 million. Going In Style, of course, the comedy, buddy comedy with, uh, the likes of Michael Caine, Matt Dillon, Morgan Freeman, and, uh, what do you guys think of Going In Style? So it's like one of them old guy romp movies. I like those. Yeah, I, pretty I much. I had a lot of fun with, like, Las Vegas and uh, Bucket List. They're, they're fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah they're it's right. pretty much what this is. It's a twenty-five million dollar budget. It's probably a total of twenty-three million dollars domestically, uh, thirty-five uh, worldwide. Uh, it'll get there. It'll break even eventually. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's one of those comedies uh, that's worth watching. I mean, Michael Caine, you know, God bless his soul, man. He's uh, you know getting older and not doing so well health-wise. So, so it's good to see him at least uh, do a lot of work before you know his day yeah. comes. You know, out of the house. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's see. Number four this week, which was number three last week, a movie that I just made fun of a little bit here, The Smurfs, The Lost Village. I want to see it. 
brought in 6.5 million this weekend. It has brought a total of 24 million, uh, so far domestically. 70 million in forward, so 95 million worldwide. It's close to breaking even at a 60 million dollar budget. Uh, it's gonna probably get there pretty soon, but uh, it's not doing as well, I think, as they expected for, uh, this is like the fourth Smurf movie? Third. third or fourth, it's the third one. Right. I mean, did we need a third Smurf movie? Did we? They made well? they made the, the the damn Chipmunks movie that came out the same day as Star Wars. That was the third one of those, and if obviously they needed to make that and put it out at the same time, day as the Force question. Re, the question remains the same: Do we need a Chipmunk movie? Do we need another one? I no. enjoy the I enjoy the Chipmunks movies too. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I find them fun. They actually live up to like the aesthetic of the cartoons I watched as a kid and I, I find them endearing. Like, if I had a child, I would, wouldn't would feel bad about letting them watch those. It's a good thing, it's a good thing, you're, it's a good thing you're not a parent. That's bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also love the movie Watership Down and like, I'd have probably let my kids watch that too and I guess that's, that's just an evil, brutal, plus horrible movie from what I was yes. reading earlier today, so... All right, anyway, moving on from that, number three this week, uh, dropping down a notch from number two, Beauty and the Beast brings in $13.6 million, and it's got a grand total of $454 million domestically, 588 on a foreign market. It's over a billion, a billion worldwide. Guys. That's a total flop. California guy was yeah. right. Yeah, and, uh, California guy, you were wrong again, buddy. $160 million budget? Yeah, this is where he recouped his budget and uh, did a, a pretty penny. So, And I didn't know the guy that plays Legion on the show Legion is the dude that plays the Beast in, in this movie. That's pretty rad for him. Like He's a really funny actor, so I'm glad that he got like a big-ass role like that. Good for Dave Stevens. Yep. Number one last week and number two this week, The Boss Baby dropped down a notch. It's uh, brought in $15 million this week. Uh, still doing very well. $116 million so far domestically. And uh, $122 million forward, so $238 million worldwide for the Boss Baby on, like, what, a $60 million or $100 million budget. So uh, doing very well. It's already uh, more than broken even. And uh, it's a pretty funny comedy. You guys haven't seen it. You know, Alec Baldwin, as uh, crazy as he is and has been recently, it's uh, pretty, he's pretty funny in this. So check that out. The you're going to make fun baby. of me about the Smurfs, and you're going to preach about some dumb baby movie? Come it's on, a funny man. movie, man. It's funny. Number one this weekend, you at the box office with a hundred million dollars, uh, more or less, this weekend. The Fate of the Furious. Wait, I dude. saw that. I saw that today. It was terrible. It came so out. Ghost, Ghost in the Shell is completely off the top ten already. It's only been like what two weeks? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. That Ghost movie the Shell flopped hard. Was hard. it was number eleven at the box office? I just missed the top ten. Ooh. But Some Fate of the Furious. A hundred, a hundred million dollars. Now you saw this, uh, Jason. You saw uh, Fate of the Furious. Yes. It is sucked. You said right. Uh, I can't it believe is, that came out. Yeah. And, and look, um, I saw it on. It doesn't matter where I saw it. In a library. You watched it at the library. Uh, I watched it at the library. Um, today, actually today, and I turned to my buddy. I was watching it with and his wife and I said how long has this movie been on and they're like dude I don't know I'm like I feel like I may watch this movie for three days and it won't end that's how wow. dragged out it is like I wanted it to end because I was like I'm already invested in it let's just watch it to the end and every single time something happened I was like what a crock of shit what a crock of shit <laughs> what a crock of shit well, really Really? It does have like almost a three. It has almost a three-hour runtime, though, right? I mean, it's a long-ass movie. I it's, remember when it's, it's too long. It's too long. Yeah. 
It's like BVS too long. I got you. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to check it out. I love the Fast and the Furious movies. I, like I loved all seven. Oh, I don't like part two, but I liked all the rest of the seven besides that one. So yeah. I, I, I got to give it a watch. But the uh, only one that I've enjoyed part. was Tokyo Drift. That's the only one I've actually. Tokyo Drift at. is my yeah. favorite. One. Yeah, that's actually yeah. my favorite one too. But I like one, five, four, and six a lot too. I just think it's uh, maybe time for them to stop with these Fast and Furious Hell no, dude. They put this one out. It's number eight, and they just made a hundred and whatever million on opening. I understand that. But, you know, they're not making good movies anymore at this point. They're just making terrible films that are just booking the audience because there's an audience for this. They're not even ruling out going in space, so that's going to be coming up. Think about that for a second. What fiction? The things that, the thing that I want is I want Vin Diesel to make more Riddick movies. That's like his best franchise, in my opinion. Like, that's what he should be doing, not another Fast and the Furious already. Problem is, Riddick doesn't have the box office draw that this movie does. He needs to put Tyrese in it. He puts Tyrese in Riddick, man. That movie's going to blow up. Tyrese is <laughs> off gold. Tyrese! <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Tyrese is the reason why these movies are making $100 million opening week. He's yeah, one, of my, he's one of my favorite parts of the movies, man. He's so funny when he whines in those movies, man. That fucking dude cracks me up. Uh, well, I think it's time to get new blood in there and let uh, F. Gary Gary go uh, as a director of this. Even though he did great on Straight Outta Compton, but uh, this is what this is the first or second uh, movie that he did for... This, this, I, I think this is the second one that F. Gary Gray's done. I think he did. I think, I think he Gary, did. F. Gary Gray did the Too Fast, Too Furious one. Didn't he do that one? Or that no, was that, that was John Singleton. I uh, think that he did the first one that, with Paul Walker and Vin Diesel together. I think he did part four. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I just uh, I think it's time for them to like you know go relax on the Fast and Furious franchise for and a little bit. The next one will be in space. They'll, they'll yeah. destroy a Death Star or something. Well, I just want—I just want to slide in one last news thing we didn't get to. Josh oh, Brolin has been officially cast as yes. Cable in Deadpool. Yes, which I is told Rat you they were going to go with the '90s look for Cable. I told you that's what they were going to do. And Brolin looks like he's going for Chris Evans's um, record of playing comic book characters because this is going to be like what number four for him. So yep. right on, man. Go Josh Brolin. I like these guys playing multiple comic book characters. Where How bad do you guys think? the script was that Josh Brolin got when they offered him Batman with his Superman and then Batman the solo film, that he turned down the part of Batman and ended up playing Z- uh, uh, Zano, what is he playing, Zanos, and uh, he's playing Zan- now, uh, Zanos. Zanos. and he's playing Thanos. Cable in uh, Deadpool 2. I mean, how bad was that script that he turned down Batman, but he's playing Zanos and he's playing uh, now uh, Cable. You, you, you watched Batman vs. Superman yourself. You know how fucking bad that script was. <laughs> My goodness. The thing about it, Josh Brolin's been in the game since he was a, a kid, man. His dad brought him up in it. He's been in film since he was a child. So, like, he knows the business. He may not look like the sharpest tool in the shed, but the guy knows his shit. I mean, he's proven to be, like, a very solid actor. I, oh, I definitely, of, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he obviously, like, smelt that turd a mile <laughs> off. God bless him. Oh my Hell goodness! Yeah, yeah. And he could have made ba- been Batman. He could have. He, he actually was the first actor they they went to before, before Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. And he said, "Nope, ain't gonna do this movie." Hell no! Yeah. Hell no! I'll be in Sin City too. I'll be in Deadpool. I'll be in goddamn Guardians of the Galaxy. But I am touching that stinking Batman Zack Snyder movie. Which <laughs> all I gotta say to you, goddamn fucking PBS fans. Well, you had Sucker Punch on your list, and that's widely regarded as Zack Snyder. It's true. 
So we'll just we'll just yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> that is true. That is true. He's got you there, bro. He got you there, bro. Did you? Did you? Bro, look at he the got girls? you, bro. He got did you. you look at the girls that are on Sucker Punch? Tell me one chick that's that hot in BVS, and I, I I will be like, okay, you got me, bro. But no, 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 no. Sucker Punch has a lot of watchability, man. Just for Vanessa, eh, Amy Adams is pretty cute. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just Amy saying. Adams ain't no goddamn Vanessa Hudgens, man. I you I don't care what kind of picture of Amy well, Adams you yeah, try no, to bring up. No kidding. Yeah, but yeah, she's cute though. No, kind of. She's kind of cute. It's like the chick that works in the office with you that you want to bang. She's cute like, in a Maggie, in a Maggie Gyllenhaal kind of a way. Now, Gal, Gal Gadot. Like I'd bang her, and I wouldn't say no to her, but at the same time, if there was another chick that was, you know, slightly cuter, I'd throw her aside. I'm gonna ask you a question. How do they go from from Katie Holmes to Maggie Gyllenhaal for Rachel? How do they do that? Like, you know what? The, the funny point is, in certain, from a certain from a certain angle, she kind of did look a little bit like her. Like the, there was a resemblance between the two. And she looked uh, like she was like like they, like they were twins, and one of them got all the hot looks. It, it was well, got all the hot looks. Actually, act unlike um whatever Tom Cruise's slut's name is. What's her name? Katie uh, Holmes. Yeah, that bitch. Love Katie Holmes. The good for you. The gift sold by favorite movies ever. <laughs> She, oh, that's right. She gets killed in that. I was like, that's a, she gets and that's topless. a Kate Blanchett movie. But, she yeah, gets no, topless in that one. Oh, yeah. And you get to see her dead boobies. Yeah, you necromancer. Yeah. Dead boobies. Yeah, She's baby. dead. Sick fuck. She's dead when you She's see not her. dead when she's slashing the boobies. She was all alive. Flashing the boobies. I swear to God, you are, you're worse than I am. You're worse than Death Metal Jason over here, man, with his cookie monster growls. Juro Tsukadoji's odd. Oh, never mind. Whatever, <laughs> Amy Adams fanboy. Me? No, no. I yeah, you just, you, oh, Amy Adams is kind of hot, like in that way, like we were at the office Christmas party and I was drunk, I'd bang her type of hot. No, yeah. I'm saying Amy, I was saying Amy Adams. <laughs> I'd bang her. That's what Jackal was saying. I was saying that uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams are kind of the same thing. They're really not hot, either one of them. They're just pleasant on the eyes, and you wouldn't turn down section. Maybe they offered it, you know. And also, Sucker Punch is the movie that made me a fan of Oscar Isaacs, and like that dude now, became my. Now, hold on, hold on. Let's have a, let's have a, let's have a real bro moment here, guys, for a second. Because it's four guys, and we're all bros here. Here, here we go. If Amy Adams was in a room, and you walked into the room, and she was butt ass naked. Yeah, I'd hop in that. I'd hop in that bathtub. I mean, like my name was Clark Kent. I'd exactly. So, Cavill when I did it, but still, she ain't as hot as any of them girls in Sucker Punch. End of story. You can bring up all the hypotheticals you want, but like, I'm not going to be picturing that before I picture Vanessa Hudgens or Jamie Chung or any of the girls from Sucker Punch in that bathtub. First. That's why you need virtual reality, bro. <laughs> wow. Oh, and I made Jason leave. I'm sorry, Jason. Come back. No, I think he's having, he's having some kind of technical issue with uh, his Skype. Come he was, back, he was Jason. He was mumbling like, I can't hear you guys. Uh, oh. we go. Yeah, something happened. Something but happened. it's overtime anyway, so. Yeah, we got to wrap it up, guys. It's been a, a fun episode here on the roundtable for uh, what it's worth. Uh, again, I'm going to go back now and watch the rest of the celebration uh, that I've missed. And I hope you guys do the same because it's uh, it, it's been a lot of fun this weekend. I'm going to go watch Last Airbrain. I'm watching Sucker Punch. <laughs> you would watch Sucker Punch. I have it in 4K. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that movie would look great in VR. 
It would actually. I bet it, I bet it would, especially like the World War II. Watch it in, like, I'm gonna actually watch it in VR, man. I bet you'd look look amazing. You're gonna beat it. Oh, he's <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm I'm with Zod. I might go watch uh, Last Airbender one more time. Love that movie. Okay, sounds like a plan. Alright. So, uh, the next, uh, week, guys, uh, this is the Roundtable Show. Once again with Zod Ryder, Johnny Alpha, Jason, uh, Justice, and the Jackal. Stick around for a rerun of, uh, the, uh, Rich Giordano Show, now known as Normal Paranormal. And, uh, he'll be back next week live. This is Easter weekend, of course, and, uh, he decided to be with the family. That religious nut that he is, he celebrates Easter, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, happy Easter to him. <laughs> well, he's got kids, right? I mean, people with kids have No, he's got, he's got no kids. Are you kidding me? No kids. Rich, no, no, man. Rich is a Rich is a, a bachelor, the lifelong bachelor. He's got a. Oh. He's got a dog, though. <laughs> Maybe he got dog nice time, dog. Cool. I, my bad. I was trying to make a cool excuse for the guy, but you just went ahead and blew that up. He's got family, you know. He's got nephews and nieces. I don't know. I don't care. He's spending with his family. That's all that matters, guys. Happy Easter to every one of you. Be back here next week for more live content on the roundtable, and of course, the Rich Giordano Show, now known as Normal Paranormal. Following us uh, every week. You know weekend. what? Hey, wait. It's a podcast oh. now, guys. Remember. Yes. What is a podcast? Yes. Well, I, yeah, I don't know anymore. I used to think I knew, but what I don't is know this either. podcast you speak of? Good night. <laughs> yeah, supposedly that you do a lot of expensive equipment, though. And and he doesn't have to be there when the podcast is playing. Nice. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to pull that one off. But guys, so next week maybe we'll find out. Good night, all. <laughs>